0: Hello, and welcome to Indiepocalypse Radio, your number one indie game bundle tie-in radio show. I'm Andrew, your host, and I'm here talking about anime music videos and the like. I'm getting back into anime music videos. I'm a big fan of them. I like them as a delivery method of of music, and they're a way for me to cheat my own. Let's listen to good music, but I have to have lower, you know view counts and these rules that I make up. Anyway, that's beside the point. We are here with our first guest, Kurt Colletta, of the, would you say the institution of Hardcore Gaming 101? It's been around for a long time. <laughs> I feel
1: like. Yeah, I guess so. It's been around since
0: uh, 2003-ish. Yeah, I feel like there are a few things in gaming that are considered institutions in Hardcore. If you need to learn about Trio the Punch, Hardcore <laughs> Gaming <laughs> 101 has got you covered. You may know it as that website that whenever you look up an obscure Japanese game, it's got good SEO. <laughs> hey, Garrett, how are you doing? That,
1: that, that's our entire SEO strategy is just to write. about something nobody else cares about.
0: Right. That's so Like, how, how do I, I need to learn about Valis? <laughs> yeah, there you go. What happened to the Valis? Oh, did, oh, did those
1: become H oh, games? Yes.
0: I don't remember. Yeah,
1: the... Telenet has been out of business for forever. I think they went out of business in the mid nineties and their rights have just bounced back and forth. And somewhere along the line, they ended up with a porn company. Right. Uh, so yeah. Uh so whoever actually has the rights now, I think they're bringing it back in some capacity.
0: Weird. I guess, you know, it's I see. I have no context for Japanese culture. I don't know if Japan has the same fervent love of nostalgia as the U.S. does. Oh yeah, they they definitely do. I mean,
1: th- there are specific cultural things that like they had that we didn't have, just like we have that they didn't have. But yeah, uh, as far as like Valis is all girls in bikini armor, and that's kind of universal. So
0: right, it's timeless.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, um, <laughs> I have a question here. Let's see, I like to wear these. I. Oh no, I lost them. Speaking of video games, Kurt, And this is a question yes. from a uh, guest two episodes ago. Cause I forgot to ask the group last week to send me questions. Um, <laughs> what is a thing that brings you joy when you run into it while playing a game? Uh, I don't know. Good music. That's always
1: a good thing. There, there are so many games that are super mediocre that I love just because I love listening to the music along with it. Uh, Yes, I Guess you... most recently, <laughs> the like I played through East Nine, which yeah. was it was fine. Like I love the East games, but the music just didn't catch me as much as like some of the other series, and that's a series that's known for its amazing music.
0: Yeah, we've had uh, we had a lot of East talk. A couple episodes with Melis Antani, who is getting into Falcom lately. Oh, good. Yeah, he was on our podcast a while ago. Yeah, he's we talked to him a little about getting into Nihon Falcom, and tell me about you know the millions of Trails games in the world. But <laughs> oh my god, dude! It would take forever
1: to play through all the Trails games.
0: <laughs> we will get to Trails later. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the secret rule of the chat is I only talk to people I know, like upcoming guests. Speaking of upcoming guests, to talk, oh, I want to do that eventually. AMVs, I mentioned I, this is AMV night, which I think I'll do every Saturday, last Saturday of every month now because I think it's fun. We have some anime experts coming up thus the amv night but kurt are you would you consider yourself an anime expert i used to be like okay. in college and then i fell out about it but this was
1: like 20 years ago so like i mean i, I recognized uh Azoken in the corner oh yes yes i read some of the manga i almost read more manga nowadays than i do anime because it's something that's just like i could sit in bed and read yes like, at my own pace instead of Watching something, but Azukin is really good from what I watched of it.
0: Yes, I'm very similar. Where I am more of a manga man myself, and then I will occasionally, I mean, I checked out Azukin because I really like Yuasa, and I think like Yuasa and Saru just do like killer animation. So them doing a show about animation <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I know it's it's, it's it's perfect. But yeah, no, I similarly read a lot more manga than I watch anime, and then I'm like, do I yeah. really need to watch the anime adaptation of this? I don't really.
1: Yeah. But that's that's nice and lively though. So it works well.
0: Yes. I, I'm a big fan of that show. It's, it's very good at like, I guess, you know, the manga obviously as well. It's very good at like really drilling down the creative process and like explaining gets really good at like, um, Anyway, this is an anime podcast. What are we talking about? This is a radio show.
1: <laughs> oh, I could I could talk about you know old anime, but it's just like stuff I watched in the nineties. Right. So, well, what do you think? What
0: was your checking off point? Do you think like?
1: Oh, geez, what was the last one? I remember watching um, God, Onigai Twins. Okay, that and it was, <laughs> it was absolute garbage. Um you know like like around the era i was in college was like yeah. i used to make trips to new york city all the time to buy fan sub tapes right and, right in the basement of elizabeth center and then you know we, we knew mostly of our pirate mirc channels yeah. uh, and then bittorrent came around and then once bittorrent came everything moved digital and that killed all
0: the the fan sub tape industry yeah it's, do you know what miami mike did I there was a whole article that somebody I, wrote about it. I know. I, I loved it. I got so excited when I read that article. It was I great. was like, "Wow, that's they really put in the legwork." Yes.
1: All, the, all the, the petty scene drama.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I I think a lot about petty scene drama. I remember being outlined at, at a Pax once and listening to petty scene drama about the DDR scene in New York. <laughs> like, not like the DDR esports scene. My mistake. The competitive DDR scene. <laughs> And there are like these microcosms everywhere in the world of just like, yeah, no, I like, yeah. Cause I, I similarly had, like, I checked out at one point and, you know, you grow up and you put away childish things and <laughs> <laughs> I never put away video games. So they, they've right. always been and then brown,
1: but anyway, just like, uh, yeah, kind
0: of outgrow it. You're kind of looking for,
1: for uh, stuff that still fits your sort of stuff you like.
0: Yeah. Um, right now speaking of like you're not just here because you're a cool person within the world of video games that does like helps to what what would you say your title is over at hardcore gaming 101 uh technically
1: whenever i I sign contracts and everything it's either owner or editor-in-chief okay uh those sound really self-important. They do. That's,
0: I often wonder what I call myself as the editor of Indiepocalypse. I just usually call myself the editor if I need to give myself a yeah. name. But,
1: yeah, you would be the editor-in-chief.
0: Yeah. I, I, in the Discord, I just call myself the top dog. But <laughs> that doesn't sound official. Yeah. Uh, but... You have in in I don't, the early like the mid, I say the early days, but like I guess I was I was gonna correct myself to say not the early days, but I guess also still the early days because it's been around for so long now. But you, yeah. <laughs> I was in the apocalypse was a, like a, a a temporary home, a wayward home, if you will, for um like the Japanese indie or not indie obscurity, but the Japanese obscurity volume two collection. <laughs> Way back in the day. I guess.
1: Yeah. It was a whole bunch of stuff that I, I started writing. Yeah. I like, can just kind of kept around. Cause, cause <laughs> Although really... ironically, like, I don't know the, the, the first, the book did uh, okay, but right. I'm still waiting for actual royalties to come in. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's an important, that's the tricky thing about somebody thought I was, I was breaking even because I, they assumed the, like the book royalties model that I was using. And I was not. I give people an advance and mm-hmm. royalties because I feel bad because I don't have any money to give them. But, <laughs> yeah. yes, no, I think because I thought that was a very cool book. I like, you know, older, like forgotten, like not even like good games sometimes, but just like interesting ones.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially a lot of like the 80s PC scene. A lot of those games are like really rough to play nowadays.
0: Yeah. Uh, but they have really
1: cool ideas. Like, they would just experiment with, with crazy shit. Uh, yeah. That's why I love them. And, like, I wrote in the intro, like, I'm hoping that somebody will like either purchase the right of these games and, and do them right or just make a ripoff or something like that. Yeah. See yeah. a last Armageddon 2020 or something like that.
0: Right, right. I, <laughs> I have an RPG Maker file that is my first, like, used for a game jam, my first attempt to rip off La Place Ma that I never got around <laughs> to doing. <laughs> I just like the idea. I think it's neat. I think it's... it is. And I mean,
1: there are there are a bazillion uh, you know, HP Lovecraft sort of games, but none of them are like the same sort of RPG.
0: Right. And, uh,
1: you you see Cthulhu pop up all the time cuz it's just public domain stuff, but
0: Right. There's not like I wonder if it was like this is me not doing research of like the tabletop game like Trip, Call of Cthulhu. Is that old? like 'cause cuz it feels very much like the tabletop game. So I wonder if it was influenced uh, by it.
1: I don't know. I mean, when I was writing, like, I put together a gigantic book about Japanese RPGs, which should be out in a couple months.
0: Yes, yeah. They, um, if you don't know, Hardcore cooking One Hundred One puts out a lot of these, like, what do you call them? They're not guides, but they're like, they're like books <laughs> that have. Yeah, information books. Yeah, yeah. I go to. I go to conventions at my
1: table and people pick them up and like, what are these? Are these comics Are these walkthroughs? Are they fan yeah. fiction? I'm like, no, no, <laughs>
0: they're kind of like, en- Oh, uh, they're encyclopedias.
1: Yeah. I guess that's the closest thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, the JRPG book is a little different because it's, um, it's published by bitmap books. Okay. So like the layout is more their style. Right. Uh, and th- th- because we're trying to fit, so much stuff into what could conceivably be in a it's already like a 650 page hardback.
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, yes. So
1: the, the actual write ups are a little shorter than what would be on the site, but yeah. there's just a tremendous amount of content. Uh, but it does dovetail like all these things go together with different scenes, especially the 80s things. Like,
0: yeah,
1: uh, the history of Lotus War is entangled with the history of role playing games in Japan and also right. in anime.
0: Yes, that is right. It's a whole, did they just make a new Lotus War game?
1: Yeah, uh, kind of. There's that right. D- Labyrinth game that just came out, okay. which I bought a while ago, and now it's out of early access, so I should remember to play it.
0: Right. Is it like a, is, is a Roguelike or a Metroidvania or both?
1: It's a Metroidvania. Okay. It's by this one company whose name I completely blanked on. But they've done a bunch of uh, other Metroidvania games that are pretty good. Okay. So they did the Toho one. I was going to ask they if they did uh,
0: that Toho one. Okay. yeah they did the whole okay. one i gotta ask this important question what is toho um it's this one guy <laughs> he really likes shoot'em ups okay. and
1: he's uh they're Dojin, they're homemade shoot 'em ups yeah, yeah. and he's just been doing it since i want to say the late 90s on the pc 98
0: okay and i don't know
1: like every year or two he just puts out a new game and somehow it just became this gigantic cult phenomenon in japan yeah um because it has this whole whole roster of, like, cutesy girl characters. But they don't yeah. look like typical anime girl. Like, I don't know. It, it's a right. very unusual style, right. I think. Like, yeah, but e- there's this whole s- scene, yeah.
0: Yeah, Like even aesthetically, like, something, like, even if it was drawing a different styles, like, oh, that looks like a Toho, you know?
1: And uh, there's been so many, like, he doesn't, like, uh, like a lot of the Dojin scene, he doesn't care what people does with right. his characters. Okay, yeah. So there's comics, there are, there's music. There's a bazillion games that uh, feature Toho characters but aren't made by him and they aren't 'em ups. I yeah. think eventually they've gotten to the point where there are officially licensed Toho games, which I a couple of them on the PS4. Um,
0: that's That's the like thing I a, think I'm always wondering because I'm like I, I had a, I think I knew it was like one guy, but like also everybody makes these. Does he just not care or does he like license all this stuff? and this guy's sitting on a Toho Empire.
1: <laughs> he is he is the the toho empire guy i mean in the old days i think he just you know <laughs> like they did whatever because right. they were also non-commercial projects you know yeah like the, the whole dojin scene is just people go in a comic Cat and they might technically make some money off of those sales but yeah um but it's this like, is also before any real online uh distribution
0: yeah it feels it feels like the the vague impressions i've got feel very different like than the american indie scene in terms of not both like terms of games and comics
1: yeah yeah i mean because because they they i i feel like the, the Dojin scene over there is, is something that like they aren't expected to make a career out of right like it's just something somebody does in their spare time yeah at least they, as far as game stuff like the comic stuff there there are people that do it and then they use it to kind of get into um yeah an official project because
0: they do have a, like, oh, they also have like a clearer pipeline than we do in the West of like getting into comics. Cause they have like a billion magazines and everything. Oh yeah. There's, you know, they pump out <laughs> like like
1: bricks of that stuff on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, so that's a way to get noticed.
0: Right. And there's like, you know, there's, there's contests and then contests get you one shots, get you whatever. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, it's a much different scene than it is here. So it's, straight as someone who is also, who is very into comics and is getting increasingly into like Japanese indie comics and trying to understand what that means. I was like, I think I'm thinking a lot about it, you know? And like, do I just go to BookWalker and do I start downloading these magazines and then all, <laughs> and then following people's Twitter pages. And then, you know, it's a lot easier to buy American indie comics. And it's what I like. Yeah. But that's, this isn't a comic show. Again, we're going back <laughs> to comics. Well, I mean, like, yeah. like
1: I said, it's all—it's all, it's all right. connected. Like, right, it's all Our, part
0: of the same culture. Exactly, and this isn't really a video game show either. It's, all, it's just a, a show where I come and hang out and talk to people. And you're a person. Uh, the that the first. Hang Sorry, out to talk to you.
1: Um, the first time I ever actually ran to Toho, uh, I was in Tokyo and. They have stores that are basically just devoted to doujin stuff. Okay. Like, either new stuff, um, like, that would be sold at Comic-Cat or just, like, recycled, like, resold stuff.
0: So are they, like, consignment shops, basically? Or, like...
1: I don't know, like, their their royalty model, but I think so.
0: Okay, because, yeah, that's... I was trying to think, like, I guess it would just be, like, an independent bookseller. Yeah, Yeah, kind
1: of. It's just, like like, a big place. Like, Akihabara is full of places like that. Right. Um... And they had music that was, it was FM synth music, and it sounded a lot like *Etrian Odyssey*. Okay, uh, so it just caught my, aura, aura, caught my ear immediately, and I picked up all the CDs around them, and uh, like that stuff was was for the the PC 98 uh, computer. Yeah, and they were very well known for for coming up with that the really distinct FM synth sound, and then later on, I learned that those were all the soundtracks to the very first Toho games.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I barely barely played them to be honest, because right. there's just it's so many of them. Like I don't even want to
0: to start right. to think about them. And they're just like they're are they are they bullet hells or are they just or are they simply simply schmops as they were. They are definitely
1: bullet hells, as okay. far as my understanding. Like any of the ones that I've played are
0: right. But right. yes, anyway. But bullet hells and Tohos aside, out of the Toho hole toe hole we um <laughs> toe hole, yes yes outside of our toe hole we have other stuff but um huh. like I'm saying oh wait I just refreshed and I have a question and wait I'm sorry <laughs> Kurt I have a question here from anonymous how many units okay. does the typical issue of Indie Apocalypse sell oh <laughs> uh, how much what in the what how many units does the typical issue of Indie Apocalypse sell Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Here's a question for our guest people, not for me. But to answer that question, if Anonymous is here, I'd say um, they never break even. Break even is I uh, don't. I can actually honestly just look that up. Was it 168? I'd say like 10 to 15 copies, maybe, counting in Patreon and stuff like that. But that's answer to answer that question. Get that question out of the way. Um, I take questions through com slash questions because I do not cultivate parasocial relationships with my fans by reading chats. Speaking of parasocial relationships, Ker, that's a bad, trans- <laughs> that's a bad transition. Um, it's, it's a good try. Yeah. I was like, I, I can't get my, can't weasel away out of that corner. I put myself in, but anyway, so you mentioned earlier that you also have a show. What is the name of that show, perhaps?
1: Uh, I would entirely say it's my show. It's my site show. But it's the top 47,858 games of all time. Yes, I could not remember the number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just... Uh, it, it's mostly run by uh, the producer. He goes by name Xerxes. Yes. And I guess that was the amount of entries on Moby games at the time. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, it's actually ballooned substantially since then. Right, <laughs> That's where they came up with that seemingly arbitrary number.
0: But and you know.
1: uh, kind of the because is just people will nominate a game and then everybody, you know, a bunch of the people will play it and then discuss it and sort of rank it on this list. And the whole idea is that over the course of, you know, several hundred episodes, you'd have this ridiculous Frankenstein of a list.
0: Right. And, um, and that's where we're at. True. What is your number? Do you have, what is your number one at the moment? Do you remember? Oh, what is it? I gotta
1: look it up. It's it's definitely something, like, normal, like, like, Tetris or something <laughs> right. like that. Super Mario World. I think the, uh, the highest one that's not one of those, like, Near Automata, just like the people that were on that episode absolutely loved Near Automata, so that is extremely high.
0: I've never played Near Automata, but I do love Nier a lot, the first game.
1: Uh, there, there's parts of the story that I like better about the first one, but... Automato plays so much better
0: that's what i've heard but i it 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 was like such a distinctly bizarre like game that's that just takes so many like stylistic swings and i appreciate so much (laughs) about it i love when it just becomes resident evil for a chapter is it's like they have that remake sort of coming out soon right with with the with the cool dad not the ugly
1: dad Oh, he's not even a dad. He's the older brother. Not, not interested. Yeah, I like, I like the 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 cool dad. Well, whatever, dad. Right. It, it was definitely a prototype for all the dad games we got lately. But I thought that was a l- lot more interesting than than brooding teen. So you're
0: right. Right. We have. As someone who covers, you know, all other Japanese games, I'm sure you know we they have enough brooding teens. Oh, they're <laughs> everywhere. And like that's why uh I, I feel hard like hard. when I, <laughs> blowing my mind when I, like Final Fantasy ten, like Orin's like twenty two or something, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I been, know. I'm like, excuse you, I thought he was supposed to be like forty. <laughs> but oh, that's why I love, uh, Yakuza Seven. If you played that at all, oh, sorry, he's only he's only thirty five. My mistake. Sorry, Orin. I feel like, <laughs> but he's still like
1: falling apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was some JRPG like I saw, and like I, mean, I thought he was like the older guy, but he was like early twenties. <laughs> like, yeah. So Yakuza, tell me about old men punching each other. Oh yeah, that's great. Everybody in
1: that game is like in their forties and fifties.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just recently in in my long studying of kanji have got to the word oyabun. I'm like, I know what that word means. I have played <laughs> Yakuza before. I played, like, all of them, but the last two. Then I went through that, like, journey. Cur- I only
1: recently started playing it, so. Yeah. I mean, like, I messed with them, but 7 is, like, the first one that I've fallen into.
0: Okay. I did the thing that I do where I just start at the very beginning, and I, like, I bought Yakuza 1 and 2 on the PS2 forever ago. <laughs> Let me dig those out and play through yeah, them Yeah, I did too,
1: and I never never played them. <laughs> and then, of course, they have their remakes out now, so it doesn't matter.
0: Right. I'm starting last year. I've been trying to get better about all these games that I bought at some point during my disposable income teenage years. So I'm like, I really, I really ought to play through, you know, persona or something, but now I can just play them on emulators.
1: When I, when I used to actually have a commute to an office to go to, I had like a 70 minute train ride each way. So I caught up on a lot of 3ds and Vita RPGs that way.
0: Honestly, on a seven-hour train ride, depending what kind of train it is, like a like yeah. a train train or like a subway.
1: Oh, uh, it's it's a it's an NJ Transit, so it's like a commuter train.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, you could bring a laptop, you could catch up on everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a comfortable. Like New Jersey Transit sucks, but like uh, the trains there aren't so bad.
0: No, I I've, I I kind of wish we had more. I like I enjoy Amtrak, so <laughs> just gonna yeah, si- similar to that. Take take that bold stance. I've I've taken the commuter ra- like a commuter rail once and it was fine. Yeah, I liked it. But anyway, um, so did you? So Yakuza Seven was like your first foray, like true foray to Yakuza. Yeah, and I I, I like, you know, uh, I, I finished a bunch
1: of games this year because I was actually at home. So right. I, I completed <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven and Sakura Wars and Trials of Mana and oh, Thirteen got- Sentinels.
0: I've got one of the Sakura Wars. The one for the yeah. Wii. Is that the one?
1: Oh, okay. So that's actually Sakura Wars
0: 5. Okay. Tell me about Sakura that, Wars.
1: <laughs> okay. So the series started in the mid 90s. It was sort of a combination of a Bishojo dating game yeah. and a strategy RPG. Uh, it, it has a very unique world. It sort of takes place in like 1920s, 1930s Japan. Um, but they have steam technology. Right. And also Japan is being invaded by monsters from another dimension.
0: Okay. I I just want to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is, these are the uh, one and two. They came out originally for the Saturn. So you're in charge of this all female troop who during the day they put on theater shows. And then when the monsters come out, they jump into their steam power mechas and you fight them. Okay. Uh, so those were all like that was during the time when Sega hated RPGs, they didn't think that they were worth selling, right? Um, and I mean, to an extent, it, it costs money to dub those things. It was kind of before anime really took off here, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it wasn't until like Final Fantasy 7 and Ava and then Toonami and all that sort of stuff where uh, you know, people yeah. understood what that sort of stuff and it got more popular,
0: right? Yeah, it was became like marketable and like the West became a reasonable audience for it.
1: Yeah. Well, I was like, America. Europe was more finely tuned for it. Because uh, If you talk to somebody who's, you know, from Spain or Italy in particular, there's so many anime series that they got when they came out that, like, (laughs) may never have made it into English at all.
0: I wonder if they have, like, a different, like, cartoon culture or something over there. They
1: they absolutely do. Um, Just because, like, you know, Dragon Ball... They showed Dragon Ball when it was on Saint Seiya. I don't know. I think that was in Spain. Like my wife, she she spent when she was a kid, she spent her summers in Spain, and, and uh, she would tell me about the sort of stuff she would watch when she was a kid.
0: Yeah, I, um, I had the most. I have is I have like vague recollections of like Galaxy Express Nine 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 on like Sci Fi Channel or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just stuff that was on that anime block.
0: Yeah like okay. it was, but, but sacro was... wars anyway. Yeah. So so none of that
1: stuff in uh it kind of sort of died with the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um I think the And one... then Sega tried to buy it bring it back. Um there's a remake of the first game on the PS2 that I think they kind of created in order to bring to America and for some reason it just didn't uh and then the fifth one actually did come out. Cuz the first two games take place in Japan. Yeah. The second one uh, well, the first, the first two in Japan. The third one takes place in Paris. I forget where the fourth one is and the fifth one takes place in new york city okay. so all the characters are american and i guess they they, they they theoretically would have helped sell to americans a little more
0: yeah
1: uh it didn't and the game completely flopped. right because uh sega didn't even bring it over nipponichi brought it over and it was like five years after it came out in japan so yeah it just I, didn't take off.
0: I think I got it because I was like, "Soccer Wars." That's like a Japanese series. I should get this before it becomes like weird and prohibitively expensive.
1: <laughs> I think it's weird and prohibitively expensive now, so that's, that's always I, a good.
0: That's what I found out about a lot of the games that I bought, especially in like the PS One era. Yep. Because my my price charting account was gonna get closed down, so I was like, I guess I should add my games to this, and then I was like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure like $200 I'm like oh (laughs) I paid like 40 for that game
1: yeah there's all sorts of stuff that I would just like buy habitually especially those sort of Japanese games that I knew they'd be hard to get later yeah and I guess it seems foolhardy because they would just kind of go on a shelf for years and not get touched but then like when I worked on the Japanese RPG book like I almost didn't need to buy anything because it was just sitting right there yeah, I mean, guess <laughs> any of the games I would need, especially DS stuff, was just a lot of money.
0: Yes, yeah, no, I, right. I some a lot of my DS stuff that I even got like back in the day. I think it was not like it was very much not full complete in box, you know. Yeah. Oh, so long, my love. I was for some some reason in my mind it was I was its subtitle was "Let Us Cling Together." I don't know why, but it's not. Uh, that's the uh, the tactics ogre. Yes, it is. That's why. No, soccer was is so long, my love. But anyway,
1: so finishing up Sacker Wars is yes. they they did a soft reboot in Japan, and that one came out here uh, last okay. year. Um, but they changed the character designer because uh, it used to be the Oh My Goddess guy, uh, Kosuke Fujishima. OK, and now it's Tite Kubo, who is Bleach. Yes. So I mean, it looks wildly different.
0: But the same. I'm going to what do you say about Bleach? I think he's good at drawing clothes. <laughs> he's got like he's. I, he's the mo- I love his fat. He's got a good sense of fashion design. I think
1: he does. So did uh, so did Kosuke Fujishima too. Like yeah. he really was like somebody who obviously looked at fashion magazines.
0: But yeah, sorry. I'm gonna let's not worry about soccer wars and get too invested. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, get it off and yeah, all sorts Yeah, of now directions. I have to now I have to like drag out the Wii. You know, I yeah. actually when I got it, I was like, wait, is this just a visual novel? I never uh, got. There's there so much. It's a lot. No- yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of visual. A lot
1: of text. It, it it is basically half the dating sim. So. Yeah.
0: I don't think I ever got to like a strategy portion because it was like, oh, it works, and I don't feel like sitting through all this right now. Yeah. A lot. A lot of talking. But eventually, eventually, with all the time I don't have, I will find a way to get to get back into these weird Japanese games. I mean, I just want to get into like stuff. Nobody cares about anymore. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you mentioned earlier the topic that you wish somebody would buy, you know, like Valis or whatever. And part of like, part of my, like, if I, if any pop was made a lot of money, I would like criterion style be like, let me go to Japan and like buy up all these orphaned licenses and stuff like that. So that people could like port and play games forever.
1: There like... are people that do that. Like just today there's this I want to say European company called Pixel Heart. Okay. And they got the licenses for stuff from VSCO. Visco. <laughs> do you know who Visco is? I do not know who Visco yeah. is. Nobody knows <laughs> who Visco is. Um they made a game called a shoot 'em up for the Neo Geo called Andre Dunos.
0: Okay. Do not know.
1: Uh, not one of the, the Neo Geo's better shooters. They made a, another Neo Geo game called Ganyu. Also not particularly good. <laughs> but they're making sequels to them because they have the rights. So why not? Right. I guess? Yes.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the tricky thing about games is that you can't just be like, I have the film canister just to put, how kind of to put it on the new format. You have to like port it. So it works.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot more
0: like those. They, they
1: actually, I don't know if that was that company, but whoever owns the rights those Visco games, they're, they're pretty loose with it. So yeah. there are people putting out aftermarket dreamcast games, that's basically just like a new geo emulator, slightly configured, and then the game, and it's like they're they're legit. They're not like pirate stuff, right? Uh, just wowed at the effort for these games, which like, aren't, aren't necessarily awful, but aren't games anybody really cares about.
0: No, but I think I honestly I think that's the beauty of games, and I think that's why we need more like people need to care more about the real middle-of-the-road games, you know, that just nobody talks about. It's why I like, you know, HG101. There's a lot of – there's a reason that it comes up in search, you know, high SEO because, like, nobody cares about, what was it, like, Cyberblock Orange, one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, that game is a rad as hell soundtrack, too. Yeah. No, I listen. I'm like, this thing whips 100%. But, like, somebody needs to pay attention to these games that, like – it's more that I think games don't need to be a big model culture and there needs to be a subculture of like weird shit. Nobody cares about, but somebody, but that somebody can care about. And as we approach, uh, as we rapidly approach the end of this segment, Kurt, I got to ask you, what is the next Japanese long running Japanese franchise, completely alien to the English speaking world that you wish would make its breakthrough?
1: Oh geez, I need to go through like a list or something like that. A lot of them have made their way here. Uh, Like like the days that there were these really obscure games that never came out here are are kind of over. Yeah. Um, like every once in a while there'll be something that comes out in Japan that doesn't get a localization, and it's usually things that surprise me because they're the kind of low budget things that. Well, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> i i guess it makes sense that they wouldn't but like stuff from m2 like the last stuff i got from japan were a bunch of ps 4 'em ups like uh right cave games okay uh, and I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't get any sort of localization for those
0: right, uh, because i guess you really don't need to fully some of those even have like english menus i'm sure
2: <laughs> i it
1: semi- depends
0: on whether they have the foresight for it like the right. you know the astro city cabinet
1: which uh yeah. Originally, that was Japan only, but they've had some distributors that brought out ones here in America. Like, all the menus for those games are in English, even if you import it.
0: Yeah. Because, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. What What else is, is Japan only at this point? Like, they're all old games.
0: Right, right. That's what and, I mean. Is there something that you think is, like, hidden away waiting to be rediscovered? Oh, man. I
1: need to look through my stuff. Because
0: there's a lot of RPGs. I mean, Dragon
1: Quest is finally caught up. We've gotten almost yeah all the the mainline Dragon Quest games.
0: Wait, do we not have? Fantas caught up. I was gonna. Do we not have them all? Is there one missing? Do we have a weird blind spot? We don't have ten because that's an MMORPG. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, There's some spinoffs
1: that we haven't gotten, but I don't think those are
0: really major. Right. We do have like Monsters and Joker and. Shin Megami Tensei. There's some of the old ones we never got. Okay, there's still a couple. Yeah, right, right. Like the like the early, early Shin Megami Tensei ones. Yes.
1: Yeah, like the the Famicom and Super Famicom games. Like one of them ended up on in English on the iPhone. It's it's withered and died because I don't think you can even play it on modern right. iPhones anymore.
0: Well, oh. let's Kurt, Let's all cross our fingers and hope for the the success of Famicom Detective Club. <laughs> and... Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'm I'm really happy that they they're bringing that out. Oh, I kind of hope they... I also I love that for someone who has very little experience with the PC that pc um like era of games, I do love that aesthetic of early Japanese adventure games. yeah, so I hope...
1: that's something that's like so totally unknown, but like I like I like filling in the blanks because you know we understand Japanese adventure games. Like I like Snatcher, but the amount yeah. of people played Snatcher is not very high. Nah. But like uh Phoenix Wright and Duncan Rompa are like relatively popular here. And those all have their roots in games from the eighties. Uh including Famicom uh Detective Club. So it's it's really great that we're getting that particular piece <laughs> out there.
0: So what I'm saying is I hope in those in those new updated versions they also just have the old games in there.
1: That's that would be my hope too.
0: Oh, you know what? As we sign off, you know what I realized that I that I that I want the rest of is I want all those fire emblems.
1: Yeah, yeah those would be cool. I mean, like, they're they're a little rough to play.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, no,
1: the Super Famicom ones are. Well, the first one's a little iffy. The second yeah. one, <laughs> the second Super Famicom one, which is the fourth game, is really good, and I'm surprised that we've never got any version of that.
0: Yeah. I, I have feel a feeling like, that
1: they're probably going to remake that one next. Right,
0: I think you could tweak the numbers a little, like because I, I played through the DS Dragon Quest games, and I and after playing through like the NES Dragon Quest games, I'm like, oh, they definitely like smoothed out the leveling curve like immensely in these DS versions. Oh yeah.
1: Well, like the the interface is yeah. just really, but especially if, like if you play the uh, the Famicom version of the first game that they brought in English, not too long ago, it's it's hard to play.
0: Yeah. All I can think of, though, is that posses and rounding them up. So as we round up our posse and we go on to breaks, I think that was like a something awful let's play. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, let's conscript ourselves a posse and round them up and we're going to go on a break. Kurt, thanks for joining me. We're going to go back to AMV town. I'll see you at the end of the show with our big group segment. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Hello and welcome back to Indie Pocalypse Radio. We are here with one of those aforementioned anime experts. Chris, hello Chris, how are you doing?
3: So, A U Densetsu started in 1992.
0: Okay. Uh, but it
3: didn't really become popularized until I think believe 2011 with the uh, release of Sorano Kaseki starring uh, Estelle Bright and her okay. orphaned adoptive brother uh, Joshua Bright. Now, is that how first much game is that
0: first game available? Do they ever go back and put that in in English? <laughs>
3: i don't think so i don't know i only got in with trails
0: right yeah no i think he's talking about like a long history of nihon falcom and i played like a decent amount of east game or a couple of east games
3: same i think i played up through up to seven or eight and i don't remember if it was on air or off air but the soundtracks were talked about and the soundtrack for origins absolutely rips
0: yes they kurt was mentioning that the east soundtracks were very good and he was disappointed by nine soundtrack i believe
3: But but before we spiral out, I do want to give a free plug to Kurt because I, during his segment, Googled him because I'm insecure and want to know who I'm up against. Yes, yes. And and specifically checked out the Twitter and there's a link about it or there's a link at the top to uh, a book they put out, apparently. Hardcore Gaming 101 presents the unofficial guide to Shin Megami Tensei and Persona, Yes, which I absolutely adore both those series. And that sounds super fascinating.
0: Yeah, I have, uh, I think... I have the Sega book and the Japanese Obscurities book, and maybe one or two others. They're very good books. Like that's a very listen. We're Pat's Kurt segment, but let me say he has a very good website. I'm a big fan.
3: Yeah, I'd uh, never heard of it, but it sounds very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like if you ever need to learn about Sheer and the Wanderer,
3: which I do because it's on my Steam wish list.
0: Right. If you need to know <laughs> where Sheer and the Wanderer came from and learn all about mystery dungeon games, why is this? Yeah, game- I don't know about that one. Why is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon called Pokemon Mystery Dungeon?
3: Are those the same as Chocobo's Dungeon? Yeah, those... Ch- All right, ch- I'm out.
0: I think, I believe Mystery Dungeon might... I wonder if that's just like the term for Japanese roguelike. Or that that's like the term they used for that style of game. What? But they weren't roguelikes. Oh my
3: god, I never... No, because you started over. There was like no... Per, oh, I mean, I guess that is a roguelike, yeah.
0: right? But you know, Cho- Chocobo's Dungeon has soft... It's a roguelike. It's Chocobo, Chocobo's Dungeon too? Is that a roguelike or a roguelite? Because you, you have that persistent town... You you retain your levels, but you lose all your equipment.
3: Yeah, okay. Uh, I had not considered that ever.
0: Yeah. Or Chocobo's it,
3: Dungeon 2 was my first roguelite.
0: Yes. Or is or is it a mystery dungeon game, which I think might be a genre in and of itself?
3: Yeah, Yeah. But I don't I, know. But anyway. These, these are questions either of us are equipped to answer.
0: You are a co-host of... You may know Chris here as a co-host of... The not much of an institution, my first anime. How
3: dare you, first of all.
0: (laughs) Well, it is less of an institution.
3: Oh, yes, very much so.
0: I was called an institution last week and it made me feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) I mean, it's my what does it take
3: to be an institution?
0: uh, Be around for over a year.
3: Oh, okay. We are not an institution.
0: I mean, I guess. It's just very weird the idea that somebody would see me at that as that at this point, but I think there are people who are who do and it's just a very bizarre thing to grapple with, you know.
3: Nah, I'll be an institution. Anyone can call me an institution. I'm down.
0: But anyway, you talk about anime, right? So let's talk about anime. Um, so what what's okay. Oh what what's anime? And should we we should we all be truly pronouncing it anime?
3: Uh, oh boy. That okay. So that second one is like an existential crisis kind of question. Where yes, we should also be pronouncing it karate. Yes, but
0: come on, we're not it's, gonna. Right. No one wants to do that. No, I yes. So okay. So on a, on a semi-related question, English yes. versus Japanese titles. Where do you? What what is your when do you when do you switch to English? When do you stick to Japanese?
3: I think it's what I knew first. Okay. Um and trails is like a perfect example, right? Like I could call it Ayu Densetsu for Legend of Heroes, or I could call it like Sen no Kiseki for uh Trails of Cold Steel. Right. But I knew it as Trails of Cold Steel. I know the series as trails, so I call it Trails instead of like Kiseki or whatever, right? Yeah. Um yeah, and I think that's just kinda the principle of it for me, anyway.
0: Oh no. The, the fact that that Mana game actually came out in the West has burned my brain of what that Japanese title was because no one calls it that anymore. Oh, Seikon he- Den Se- Densetsu 3. There we go. Found it. Right? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: Probably I... a Densetsu somewhere in there.
0: <laughs> yes. It's very strange. I learned slowly learning <laughs> the language and like. I semi approached, not like my level of Spanish, but I was just reading like Japanese mini comics that had like, you know, English translation inserts. And I was like, oh, I could kind of read some of these sentences without the inserts. But like.
3: So you know that Kaikaku means plan. I know you don't all need the that translator's that... note now.
0: No, I don't. I know all about kikakus and how mm. they mean plans. Yeah, I know all about these. No, I actually have not learned kikaku yet, but I have learned other, a different word that means preparation or plan. But all words mean different things. And a lot of... turns out, you know, all languages have homonyms and yes. synonyms.
3: Yes, and they're very confusing when uh, you don't know the language.
0: Yes, but... <laughs> Especially,
3: like, how it's how it's spoken.
0: Right, right. Because it has a different sense of structure than English.
3: Yeah, and a but, lot of it, I, I believe, is, like, Uh, based on like pitch and tone and like emphasis
0: right but like even just written the sentence structures Mm. their words it's not just it's not just those other romance languages where i just flip the old adjectives nouns around yeah and things are a lot of there's a lot of ofs although it does have like the spanish equivalent of the of you know the day to some extent yeah So, so that translates well to me but let's subs or dubs
3: I mean, come on. It's subs. It's always going to be subs. Everyone picks subs. Uh, if you do dubs, that's fine. Like, it's cool, especially since you're probably getting a lesser experience. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if that's what you want. No, I'm kidding. Uh, dubs Dubs are fine for the most part, from what I understand. Obviously, there's some with, like, truly great dubs, like Cowboy Bebop, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, both versions. um, Samurai Ship Blue, just probably anything with in like the the prestige level of anime right. um except for maybe like uh Ghibli movies um although those like, are kind of fascinating because you don't like they, Stewart? well I'm just gonna when I think feral wolf girl feral wolf princess raised by a wolf god I don't think Claire Danes so huh. I, I mean, take that how you will but it, they are fascinating in a way where they have like Especially yeah. since a lot of them came back in the day where they still used like actual, not actual actors, because you know voice acting is a, a very difficult thing and a real talent. Um, but like <laughs> physical actors, like movie actors, TV right. actors, and Famous cast actors. them in the roles as these animated characters, actors, and it's just so weird.
0: Actors who, if you put their names on a poster, people would be like, "Yes, I know who this person is."
3: Yes, I will go watch the new Gillian Anderson animated movie. Gillian, Gillian. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think it's
3: Gillian anderson gillian jacobs uh, right
0: yes Gillian anderson <laughs> or is it gillian, gillian
3: jacobs gillian anderson nope
0: nope no or is it's it
3: Gillian G- for both
0: no it's gillian jacobs because they call her gillian comedy bang bang so okay that's how i remember got it
3: um and, and that, it's actually kind of an interesting thing because uh anthony uh spoilers for later no uh, well, no
0: spoilers please no spoilers <laughs> oh, i'm uh, Even though I'm, I'm running like a lot of spoilers in these AMVs,
3: <laughs> Uh don't. We're not going to talk about evil. Um, oh, can
0: I put stream info? Can I put spoilers? <laughs> yeah, tags? go for it. Is it. We are going
3: to spoil all anime.
0: I'm putting spoilers. Yeah, let's spoil all anime. Which quick spoil an anime? What's your? F- uh,
3: uh, uh, I don't. I can't think of one I actually want to spoil.
0: <laughs> Which? What do you think is the most spoilable anime?
3: Oh, Attack on Titan. Okay. Yeah. Hundred I mean, percent.
0: Oh, you mean that it's all?
3: Don't don't spoil Attack on Titan. Don't,
0: that, Dude, please,
3: that, that it's all
0: pseudo-fascist
3: stuff. I mean, I don't think it's uh, it's hiding Pseudo? the political stuff in Attack on Titan. It's more of like, I know of some things that happen in Attack on Titan regarding characters and whether or not they are still alive, and it makes me very sad.
0: Listen, I. And Taka? maybe
3: ruined my chance of ever getting caught back up on that Let me series. Tell
0: you about Tag on Titan. on Titan T- sucks, dude. Uh, probably. It's just like a collection of neat character designs in a bad th- story.
3: Yeah, but isn't that anime? <laughs>
0: yeah, it is actually <laughs> anime in a lot of ways. Uh, that is like truly. I realized that like after, uh, like a after like a manga ent- ended. I stopped going to Viz because like. Like even though I have them, I'm like I just stopped reading all the other stuff I was reading because the thing that was drawing me there I was not being drawn to anymore. So I was just like I'll catch up to them in like a year and see what these character costumes did, you know? Yeah.
3: And I think that actually is kind of an interesting topic, but just to answer or to finish my previous thought. Yeah. Um, Anthony does sometimes do dubs and surprisingly will call out like certain lines that or like will even remember certain lines that I want to call out from the sub that have like that translate differently and like try to work with wordplay. And it's kind of interesting to find, to see the differences between subs and dubs and how they try to keep some stuff intact or even just like, like we're watching a show right now. And uh, one of the characters is referred to as um, an empress. Like they're obviously leading into a tarot conversation because anime loves tarot. Yeah. Um, And someone jokes that she's a queen and honestly that joke probably doesn't super play in a way because i don't really get like what the joke is there by calling her a queen instead of an empress but in the dub she's referred to as a dominatrix okay which makes a lot more sense to us we understand what that is we know what that means now right yes
0: okay so important question subs subs versus doms
3: uh i mean hey whatever you're comfortable with really same same answer
0: okay (laughs) yeah perfect um, So you were saying about anime and anime for children.
3: Characters not existing in anime, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually literally had this thought earlier today because I was doing nothing. Um,
0: Perfect. Perfect thing to <laughs> do.
3: Um, I had this realization of like... So uh, doing this podcast has been kind of eye-opening in a way because anime is maybe like the only and i hesitate to call it a medium but it kind of is treated like its own medium
0: they put up so much of it
3: <laughs> yeah but it's like the only one of those that i never really for any reason engaged with critically yeah. in a way that i have with like anything else and now that i am doing that first of all i'm going to go i'm going to go on a hot take here anime is good
0: that's uh, true. <laughs> I feel like that's that's you not betraying the brand. Be honest with me. No one, Listen, I'm gonna turn off the stream real quick. Click. Be honest with me. I turned off the stream. Tell me your real opinions about anime. God, I hate anime. I can't wait to get off this stupid podcast. When is when when um, are you gonna when is you gonna do my last anime? God, dude, any day
3: now. I'm so sick of anime. It's all the same.
0: Is that is shoving that
3: giant breasts in your face? Right. Those just, ones are mostly fine.
0: Giant mole <laughs> eyes everywhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no anime is
3: good. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of surprising like I another uh, another hot take coming in.
0: Yeah.
3: Cowboy Bebop's really good. Yeah. Like I actually think it's a legitimately like a fantastic show, like masterpiece level, deserves to be talked about when people talk about like prestige television. Right. But because it doesn't star a sad middle-aged white guy <laughs> over and span 5 seasons, it's no one t- talks about it. Another- it doesn't earn that.
0: Hey, spike is kind of a tough man, making tough decisions. He is,
3: but first of all, he's not middle-aged. Right. Second, I don't, I don't, I don't how, remember where, what the spike Spike's is. ethnicity is. Uh, I think he's in his like twenties.
0: Maybe that's who I was thinking of when I thought he was older, and then he's like <laughs> twenty-two. Oh, I think he's in his like late twenties. Right, right. Maybe I'm not. I, I will click. You know what? I wonder if it's that Tales of Symphonia guy?
3: Yeah, maybe. Although yeah. no, Oren is totally legit. Like that guy, that man is forty
0: years yeah, old. He's 35. I don't care.
3: I don't care what he tells you. That man is forty years old.
0: Um, I think it's that guy from Tales of Symphonia. I think you know what guy I'm talking about. The guy who's like no. the devil or whatever. I don't. Or he's like a bad angel or something.
3: <laughs> I barely remember Actually, Zello? Zellos?
0: Zelos. No, no. That guy's. Definitely... He's the
3: only character. Lloyd. Nope.
0: Zealous is the pervert. Lloyd. Uh huh. Tales and is the best-selling Tales game in the world. Bummer,
3: Vesper um, is way better. Um. Anyway. Uh.
0: Keep going. Keep but, talking. But, but yeah, I, I
3: Kratos. Like it's it's actually
0: just. Where was I? Why were why was I talking about this? We're talking about anime is good. Yeah, but why? But it's not prestige television.
3: Oh right, because and I I think like part of what's fascinating about anime is like you're right there is so much of it. And I'm almost really looking forward to the point where we run out of good anime to do on the podcast. Oh, so you get re- so. And have to get into like the actual stuff that's like, what are we doing? And I'm curious if at like that point we would warm to it because I think I believe that that's what they
0: call Stockholm
3: Syndrome. <laughs> Maybe, but also I Part of what I've noticed is that anime, because anime typically is, like, so condensed, right? Yeah. Um, you get your full show in the course of, like, 26 episodes, 52 episodes, basically, if it's 13, a long one. Basically
0: 13, 13 to 26 hours.
3: Yeah. and You can
0: binge it in a day, no problem.
3: So for the most part, it has to come out swinging, like...
0: And it, it
3: asks the audience to buy in, like, on the idea that here's attack on attack on titan right there there's this girl that likes potatoes and now she's everyone's favorite character based on that one character trait and anime kind of ask you to do that and the anime audience is totally willing to meet anime there and be like yeah you introduced one thing i like about this character i'm in right where so much other tv is like no follow us on our slow burn over six seasons and the payoff will be worth it i promise these characters are kind of interesting (laughs) But anime is just like I'm gonna try and entertain you in the first three episodes. Please just be with me here.
0: Yeah, please buy our light novels. This yeah, is, this is why we made the anime.
3: It's so much less of a commitment too. Yeah. you can bang out an anime in an afternoon.
0: Listen, I have bemoaned the thir- the lack of thirty minute like dramas in the in the West. Like we need them, we need them bad.
3: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll. I'll I'll go and watch like all that stuff too. Like I'm going to finish better call Saul or whatever, but man, I, I just wish there it, it's such, it's such a weird space and such a weird, like there is some stuff like it, I guess, but there's also like nothing else like it.
0: Right. I think, I think this, this, this came up occasion a little last year when it got canceled, but I think the venture brothers is the only thing that's like anime in the U S and that's not like Avatar, which is like more geared for children.
3: Yeah, I I think Avatar is all ages. Avatar holds up.
0: It it is, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. with without the without the all except rather not all ages geared. Something that can be like yeah. oh I no mean, this is for adults. It's also going to have dense worlds and storytelling and like complicated characters. That it also I mean <laughs> that is also here's That's also a show of here is this character's trait right up front.
3: Yes, exactly. Please like and yeah, please like this character's trait because that's it for the next thirty-five episodes.
0: But then we might fall in love with this character, and then season seven, you get all about fucking Shore Leave's backstory.
3: I don't know who that is.
0: He he was, whatever. He was like, they were like. uh, I'm not going to explain Venture (laughs) Brothers lore. Shore was. Well, you see, Shoreleaf was secretly – he was part of the OSI. He went undercover. At, they were doing – they were gay, but then they were secretly not, and then he was – because they were going undercover as these Christian boat evangelists or something. But he was secretly undercover and working for Sphinx, which is part – anyway, I think it's a great show. So
3: Kiryu Kazuma is a <laughs> Yakuza. He, <laughs> okay.
0: And then he ch- so
3: Ichiban Kasuga is a, a yakuza.
0: Yes, and then he gets a thing, and everyone throws him up in the air, and then the chicken is running a massage parlor.
3: The chicken? No, 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 no. The chicken works at your uh, venture capital business.
0: Okay, your dot com business. And if you
3: talk to it enough, it lays eggs.
0: And do you eat the eggs for good points?
3: Uh you can sell the eggs. He can lay golden eggs that are worth ten thousand yen, oh. or a million yen, a hundred thousand yen. I don't know.
0: Ten thousand yen doesn't sound like a lot of yen.
3: No, it's probably more than that.
0: But that's like, well, 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 on the side of the point. Um, Chris, what's something in a game that when you see you love a lot?
3: Uh,
0: this, like, like, like a broad kind of like, oh man, I love this kind of thing. I'm glad this game has it. I'm so excited. It brings me joy.
3: Um, so. I guess strictly speaking, from like a story perspective here, I like scenes that have literally zero consequence or implication on the greater plot okay <laughs> i love a scene that is just like here's the characters doing something and it literally doesn't matter you could cut the scene and the game would not change at all
0: a slice of life if you will
3: y- yes but but not not one that necessarily like is uh, as a vehicle to like push the characters forward. It's just like, look at them live in this moment for a little bit.
0: But uh, listen, let's go down to this wild. We, let's, how much time do we go down to this wild rabbit hole of I think that stuff is all actually also essential.
3: Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I agree. But okay. at the same time, I feel like you could cut it
0: and right. be like, Fine. It's, not, it's not plot relevant, but it is experience of the art relevant.
3: Yeah. So almost like a really good side quest. Okay. Uh, I mean, not necessarily, but you could think of it like something like that. And since we talked about, uh, uh, tales briefly, I yes. also a main character who is not afraid to get stuff done. Too many characters have to be like the, no, I'm the good guy. I'm not going to stoop to the level of the villain, but man, Yuri Lowell just straight up, straight up kills people. And it's fantastic because <laughs> dude, you don't got time to deal with that villain. Just cut him. Get it over with.
0: We need him to come He's back. not going to stop. You need to come back later. It's, uh. Yeah. I sh- yes. Okay. The the, the the extreme moral high ground. Yeah. Whatever. But I should maybe I'll get. No, no I'm not gonna get the tails. I was gonna say let's get the tails, but I'm not gonna get the tails. I let's think look, there's a new one coming out. Let's all get in the tails. You know.
3: Let's let's not. Oh, I
0: should play the tails theme on this. Oh God, tails of graces. That one. Tails of graces. F. Yeah, man. Some good. Some good. Some high quality. I. I no. I'm never gonna. Reached the point of just starting to play anime intros on here. That is too far. That is a bridge. Is it? That is a bridge that I shall never cross.
3: Let me tell you about Persona.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Persona. There's plenty of good anime intros. Yeah, I could play yeah. Dragon's Dogma on the show every week. <laughs> I would love. And it. you
3: probably should.
0: <laughs> I, I honestly, I might get that. Right now, for my for a while, my lead in was like since I use the font Fantastics opera for my usual kind of like, Hey, the pre-show image, I found mm-hmm. a song called tear down the opera house that I was playing. Cause it's like two minutes. Then I started playing. Keep drinking by drinking boys and girls club is my okay. new, is my new official intro unofficial official intro. But maybe I'll just make a dragon's Dogma. I don't know. Who knows? Ah, uh, Wow. Um, see
3: this is this is i'm a bad influence on you i think
0: yeah i yeah i have listen i the reason i'm the real reason i give myself besides to like be like cool indie guy and that i like actually do enjoy listening to a lot of that music anyway the reason why i give myself that kind of like sub fifty thousand spotify monthly for like picking artists for the show is so i don't get extremely self-indulgent <laughs> Mm. And just I get extremely self indulgent when I do like midi nights. And that's where I can play like Prince <laughs> and stuff. But no Prince AMVs, like that I could find easily, at least.
3: They all got taken down by his lawyers. Right.
0: You know, no, there were some, but I wanted. I specifically wanted Let's Go Crazy because uh-huh. I that intro of Dearly Beloved I think is a good intro to every and any show that anyone has. But Uh, anyway we are i believe approaching the end of our segment already as these 30 minutes zoom on by because i know because it's very easy when you make all your segments 30 minutes long then you just need to know can you multiply by 30 and if you can then you know when the segments end so as we approach the end of this segment and move on to our next segment chris i have to ask you um what is the first anime once you've gone through all the good anime what is the thing what is the first eh! anime you think you'd you'd offer up for your show
3: um oh boy uh i probably that's definitely something i would have to play by ear um there's a part of me i honestly already right. thought about this but but maybe like a show called Kanon.
0: Okay. Which I... is
3: a sequel to the FMV visual novel, 428 Shibuya Scramble.
0: Okay. Wait.
3: About, like, Assassin. The, 428 Shibuya Scramble is kind of about Assassins. But I think Kanan is, like, straight up about these Assassins. And it's not supposed to be that good. But 428 Shibuya Scramble is pretty good. So.
0: For a second in my mind, I thought that was, like, related to... Kigarashi, but it's not
3: no or, or or it could be like maybe one of those like the like utawar rumino like one of those long running visual novel series just right. to be like okay what are we doing here
0: right that was like it was like like post Lodos wars like vaguely D ish kind of feeling one so it's like D&D yeah that that that, yeah. that that came out of someone's dd game is crazy and i love it Record. What lotus were Yeah, that's that, kind of. I believe insane. that came out of like someone's like the D and D game that their their campaign they're running. Really, uh, the first D and D actual play, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, anime is <laughs> the first D and D actual play. And I with
0: agree. that with that statement, we're gonna go to break, Chris. Thank you for being here. uh We'll be back in like two minutes, I think. Get ready for I think I queued up M F Doom. Hello and welcome back to Indiepocalypse Radio. I have been doing a bad job at re introing all of the <laughs> videos. The first one was um, King of Carrot Flowers Part 2 and 3 by Nutri Milk Hotel, and that was just Mad Villain, all caps. Mad Villain is being MADLIB, MADVILIN, MFDOOM, Mad Lib, Mad Villain, and MF Doom. The album Mad Anyway. Um, we're here with the third and final guest, Anthony, of that aforementioned anime podcast. Anthony, are you an
4: anime expert? Uh, I am not. I was the newbie, the new guy. The, the reason it's kind of called my first anime. Yes,
0: yeah, so it is your first. So what was your first In pro- question? Was it actually your first anime? No, it was not. Okay. What was, do you remember what your first anime was? I'm sure you have covered this before, but what was your Yeah, first? yeah, yeah.
4: No, uh, mainly uh, it was a lot of the stuff that was on like the Toonami era stuff. Like I've seen quite a bit of Dragon Ball yeah. uh, and Dragon Ball Z. And then I actually watched, my friends in college were getting really into Naruto at the time. Yeah. So I got about 50, I think, episodes in, but I, I put that in like quotes because I was like playing League of Legends and on my side monitor I had Naruto <laughs> going with the dub, right. so
0: yeah because i'd
4: filler dude come on
0: yeah that is to talk about filler we touched upon briefly earlier the reason i get upset about people calling like non-plot events filler is because filler means a thing filler means it's from anime and when they were <laughs> the anime studio was just making shit up Hmm. so what would you so what was your i, I suppose your first reintroduction to anime um as someone so, who forgot with your <laughs> your first anime who
4: Yeah yeah no so I guess the reintroduction was probably I guess really our first cuz uh, I kind of uh, I definitely took a break out of college and didn't really watch anything for a long time so yeah. really the first one was what uh, Cowboy Bebop which is the first one we did okay as a podcast.
0: And how is that as like a reintroduction to anime? As I guess uh, it was fantastic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of people's like introductions to anime but mm-hmm. it's like you said with Toonami, it was like a weird way to watch things. Cause in my mind, if they, if they aired them sequentially, I certainly never watched them sequentially.
4: Oh yeah. No, I, I, I have bits and pieces of like random Zoids show as well. Like just in the back of my head it's like, yeah. I know that that's like zero, right? Yeah, like I right. know that. Yeah. I, I don't really know why I know that, but it's just cause I was watching Toonami or.
0: Yeah. In, in my mind, there are two Zoids. One is like an actual show and one is a toy commercial, I think. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But I don't remember like I, there was like a oh, was it Zoid? It can't be Zoid Zero. That sounds silly. I, I really don't know. I can't
4: remember. I feel like there was like three or four different yeah. arcs or seasons or however they classify it.
0: But there was one that felt like the real, you know, the real the the mobile suit to the Zoids I know's G Gundam. Hmm. Where did it and have, I remember
4: saying like I think I know that iconic Gundam. The face of the the mech, like just in the back of my head too. Even though I've never really watched any of the Gundam Wing yeah,
0: series, yeah. He's got a little. He's got a little little. Yeah, I know the the, the Gundam face. People know what they talk about when you say Gundam. face. Yes. <laughs> that guy's got a real Gundam face. <laughs> but um, so how do you feel about anime in general?
4: Uh What'd it's gotten it's pretty interesting because uh, I think he mentioned it earlier. But we've kind of delved a lot into the the popular. Or not even po- just the good stuff so far, right? So overall, it's been a pretty, pretty fun experience. Like honestly, we, uh have you heard of perfect blue?
0: Yes, I, uh, I have. Okay, so I have the perfect blue, <laughs> perfect blue Blu-ray. I've got the perfect blue vinyl. I've nice. got the, I've got the perfect blue storyboards. Oh shit! Yeah, that is like yeah. in my top five movies now. It is like, yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's prohibitively expensive now. <laughs> But they, at one point, <laughs> I forget some publisher was selling like the actual like here's a hardbound perfect blue storyboards that has like notes and stuff in it. And it is that's very, pretty cool. It's very cool. But yeah, but
4: uh, so overall anime, yeah, I think it's it's been pretty fun so far. Um, just watching like some of the greats and yeah, like I said, I even added a couple of them to like my top five, top ten things, favorite things to watch. So that's been
0: pretty cool. Yeah. What is so? What is your like? your television experience coming into that then
4: uh yeah so i i've watched a lot of television the good and the bad because <laughs> uh, i kind of started with um like the white collar era of tv
0: right if you remember that show on usa and stuff no wait what if, what is that show i never watched usa for me was the channel that you would watch when you were homesick
4: yeah yeah that's kind of <laughs> probably how it started um white collar was like fbi kind of high. Crime cases oh, solved okay. by uh, some like,
0: dude like,
4: with like, a really nice haircut uh, who used to be, like, in prison and stuff like that for the the same co- – like, you know, he's helping the FBI now. He's basically an informant classic, okay. you know. And then he's got his overarching story while they solve case by case each month.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, 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 outside, <laughs> the, the crime-solving outsider. Exactly, yeah. Your monks and your sights. Yeah, yeah.
4: Basically a, a monk-esque kind of thing.
0: A bones –
4: but yeah, that kind of led me on a path to like, uh, I think Dexter was a big show that I watched that kind of took up a bunch of time. And then that okay. uh, stuff went into like, you know, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all the pretty much what everyone talks
0: about right. classics. I'm very kind of mainstream. So so what's the real horse that you watched? <laughs> the, real, um, the real bad guilty pleasures, I guess, because you, 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 you can't lob me a softball like that
4: yeah suits i don't know i feel like suits was a guilty pleasure i don't feel like i got a lot out of suits when i was watching it but it was just like you know just on um even oh man there was a spoof or like a not a spoof show but a um it was a show making fun of the real housewives okay It was like but it was uh by oh man it's abusing it's i'm just losing it right now i know what Um, you're talking
0: about because i heard it mentioned a lot of podcasts (laughs) Yeah, because but um, all the uh, actresses were like comedians are in it.
4: Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of making fun of that. And I actually watched that show like unironically for a while, <laughs> but it was not good.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's. I feel like I see that a lot when I like, I will hear someone who's very funny on a podcast, and they'll they'll plug what they're in, and then it has like a three point six out of ten on IMDb. It's like, yep, yeah. These people are funny here. I guess this doesn't translate to script to comedy or something, or they got bad scripts. That complicated thing, but mm-hmm. but anyway, that's well and truly beside the point. What, are you, what are you about video games, Anthony? We th- presumably talk about video games on this show.
4: Oh yeah. Um, so I don't, I haven't played a whole lot of indie video games. I, I um, but I've I played a lot of mainstream. I did like. I think I started. Well, my favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Yeah, I was really into that, and uh, besides that, I guess uh, The Last of Us, big fan of that one. Yeah. Uh, the New God of War I was pretty fun, or fan of, but um, yeah, I stay pretty mainstream on that. I played League of Legends for a while.
0: Yeah, that's, went to the past, <laughs> I was, yes, I'm a big fan of the past Randomizer from the chat here, from the chat here. Oh, I'm... yeah. Yeah, we've been getting into the link to pass randomizer stuff too. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, I saw someone doing like the, um, one of those crossworld cross world is the one where people play the same game, or is, or is that? Cross oh, multi worlds. Multi world. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, we play multi worlds, as well. They're they're pretty interesting.
0: It seems very cool, and it's very like. There's also like approximately like a million randomizers now because everyone's like looking for like the new randomizer i think
4: mm-hmm. and they even mix games together now too like i was yeah. watching like i think it's, uh, they mix uh link to the past with the metroid and they randomize it all yeah they've done and that like, little... literally you'll just you'll go through a, a door and wind up in a metroid game i was like what
0: the hell's going on here right and they do that multi-world too same thing yeah that, so that's got, insane to me you've got three people playing yes it is a fascinating thing and that it's in- maybe there aren't any, but I feel like it's interesting that for as long as it's been around, I haven't seen that idea like actually brought up in a game before. Like uh, someone's like, "I want to make a game based around this randomizer concept."
4: Oh yeah, I don't can't think of it. Yeah, almost, huh? Like a multiplayer, almost like a roguelike kind of idea. Because right. I, yeah. I guess,
0: but here's the, the larger philosophical question: Can you make a randomizer? if you don't have it, something to have been randomized, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like what does link to the past randomizer look like? If it's like the original game that you made and there is no link to the past, like how does that game, like, how do you create that game? Yeah.
4: I guess you could make like the, you know, here's the Canon story or whatever. And then like, okay, now that you've done that, here's the randomizer and just release it all. as one game, you know?
0: Right. Or like, here's like, how do you, yeah, it's, a bizarre and truly kind of like bizarre thing to think about, but I like it. I think it's, I think that game works because it's kind of very it's small enough, but like open enough and all so much stuff does so many different things in that game mm-hmm. that it's easy enough to like get bits and pieces where I feel like plenty of other games, like it doesn't work because you get locked off or it's more like structurally linear and you have yeah, to like, link
4: to the past works really well for that.
0: Yeah, like it works very well in terms of just like it feels very much like you're playing Link to the Past, not like a weird ROM hack where you changed a lot of stuff around. Mm hmm. But and also
4: it's uh, like the time I've seen some of the speed running guys yeah. do like eight hour games. I was like, no, nah, I ain't got time for all that. Like an uh, hour and a half to 2 30 or something like that, once you get pretty good at the game. Yeah, that is uh, yeah, <laughs> you can do a run,
0: right? That's enough an for me. I I, fir- I think the first time i launched ever launched it up i was like i'll do key sanity that seems like fun oh no that no that was <laughs> no i can't even do regular ones sometimes like when they have their tournaments i'm like i'll play along with the tournament then i'm like how are you finish? i don't even yeah you're playing key sanity how are you done i'm just playing normal mode yeah
4: it took me about i think eight to ten just to like realize where everything like all the chests are in the game
0: right just period yeah yeah, it's so easy to simply forget like, oh, there's this weird out of the way one in these cave somewhere, or like mastering dungeon layouts and what doors go where, and this is a key mm-hmm. that you spend, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: this is not a Link to the Past Randomizer podcast, I don't think at least, <laughs> until it turns into one, but now, I honestly, I'm going to play that, I think after it. this is over because i'm very into it but um video games i had something sorry i'm going to go backwards through your things final fantasy tactics yeah when did you play when did you first play final fantasy tactics do you remember oh
4: man i think i was like
0: uh, i think it was around 10 okay i feel like i'm very similar in that age bracket yeah It it was very like tween teen era I feel like mm-hmm. that was the perfect time to first play Final Fantasy Tactics.
4: Oh, it's so fun. And it was the first game I ever played like it, too, with the, um, you know, Dutch, the, the whole genre of... Uh, right. Yeah. Turn ba- or
0: turn yeah based turn-based. Yeah, turn-based.
4: Thank you. Uh, it was a it was, my mind. Like,
0: strategy RPG. Yeah. But there's, like... The church is bad. It's, like, everyone betrays Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, all
4: like, What? church is bad and like right. these people oh god everyone's like turning on everyone and you're just kind of like going through your moral system the whole time or watching yeah. ramsey go through his moral system the whole time
0: yeah it's like it's like i'm playing the final fantasy for adults
4: yeah it was yeah that was an intense story i think especially for like someone who's like 12 you know
0: right right because <laughs> i it had, just
4: definitely left a laughing impact
0: on me i i had even played like you know other final fantasies like on the super nintendo before that time but like Maybe I was in the right headspace, and it's just like it's very Shakespearean, very, like, very self serious, which I think lends itself to being like more like, um, feeling like it has more of an impact, feeling like it is like stronger. Do you have do you have you replayed it often?
4: Uh, yeah, I try to play it at least once a year. Um, I did when quarantine first, like stopped like, or started, uh, you know, about a year ago or whatever it is now,
0: uh, really? I did a run through. Yeah. Now, when you play that, do you like play like a very, do you have like your fixed play style or do you, uh,
4: no, but I, cause I've done, I've at uh, there was a time in my life where I treated it like a roguelike Okay. <laughs> I'd go through and just do, yeah, I just do whatever. Um, I've got all kinds of different runs.
0: Here's uh, your Rams chemist run exactly yeah i've
4: done om- almost everything you think of uh i think i've seen both I-, I can't remember how many official endings there are i know there's at least two different endings right Maybe. if i remember correctly i think there's two
0: different endings right well because there's does one of all the deep dungeon
4: uh oh
0: wait yeah there's that one too i believe so there's three <laughs>
4: <laughs> I-, I can't remember all i just know specifically there's the one where you don't like bring any like special knights aboard
0: Oh, right, right, okay.
4: Like okay. Agrius and stuff like that. And then yeah. there's just, you know, you just use your stock characters, basically.
0: Yeah, just like your nameless whatever characters.
4: Mm-hmm. And I think you get like a little cutscene after all the stuff goes down. No spoilers.
0: Yeah, no, no spoilers. <laughs> a JRPG, <laughs> do you fight God? We'll let you figure that one out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I think it's it's a good game. And I like the art, but
4: i will say i think my favorite character to run on there though is you run a monk and a ninja so okay. you get the twin swords on the monk with the unarmed attack and it's just devastating
0: yes that was like i feel like when i discovered that you could give a two or like just two swords to everyone right i can give everyone two swords so they can attack twice i can give someone yep. two like great swords
4: <laughs> well why would not that I? plus the lancer
0: right yeah yeah there's yeah I. Uh... You can attack from two spaces. Yes, there's so much like... Now, do you go back to the original PlayStation version or do you go back to the PSP version at this point?
4: Uh, I always do PlayStation um, pretty much. I've got uh, emulator. emulator yeah. that I use that, and I specifically look for tactics.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think the... Um, from, from what I'm familiar with, I believe the PSP version has like a more faithful, like, less janky translation, <laughs> but is like... Chugs and it has a lot of slowdown. Oh, uh-huh. I don't know if an emulator fixes that or like, you know, how emulators correct for that sort of thing if they can. Mm-hmm. But I guess you can always just do speed ups in emulators. Yeah, just throw fast forward on a button. Yeah, that's how I have it on my. It's, listen, that's how you play through all those Dragon Quest games. <laughs> <laughs> you you map fast forward to a button and you just you just tear through those battles and just like grind up super fast. Mm-hmm. Or you do the old the old BizHawk special and you just find your health values and freeze them. So then your health <laughs> never goes down. God, I feel like I've had... Th- That's a program back in the day, right? Uh, BizHawk's still alive and well. That's why use oh, it, I use it. Oh, is it? Okay.
4: I wonder if... Uh, I thought... Because I remember using a, back in the day when like, Counter-Strike 1.6 was out. Yeah. I played that Twitch shooter for a while. And cool thing was trying to figure out how to hack and cheat and I feel right. like I had a program that would try to like I'll try to find my health and freeze the value in the program
0: yeah it's but probably, I could never get it to work it's probably a similar thing yeah I have the bizhawk one is pretty good because you can be like what changed since then what changed since then and then it's like here's my health yeah I remember
4: doing that yeah but I don't, I don't know if it was bizhawk or not
0: no I, I think bizhawk is specifically an emulator so it's probably something different okay I use it occasionally but I mostly at this point listen to play, to play my versions of the game that I own, and I upload for to my own personal computer for only twenty four hours for backup purposes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I use I use RetroArch
4: because it's convenient. yeah. That's what I've used. I think for my, I think it's RetroArch. Yeah, yeah. That's what I use for my uh, Final Fantasy the most latest playthrough because the the PSX MU or whatever it was. Yeah. It just had so many issues I found with like using a PlayStation controller on your computer, but RetroArch it just it's seamless.
0: Right, yeah. And sometimes, I've ha- I had some issues with, I think, one of their cores is at one point, I don't remember, and I had to, like, get the actual version. It might have been the DS one, because I do have that DS emulator, so that I'm assuming that's the core I ran into issues with. But it's, it's clean. You can load up your achievements so I can get Final Fantasy Tactics achievements <laughs> that I share with my friends online and... I'll those. have to look into that one. Yeah, yeah. If you get a true achievements account, it's it's interesting, like, the idea of, like, for, like, I don't know if people care about achievements anymore. No it's, no, it's not true. No, it's sorry, true achievements. It's retro achievements, obviously. Retro like. achievements. Because, like, do people care about achievements anymore? I guess is the question. I still do. Do you? you, like, the. Now, here's the question Is it the. The achievement itself or, like, the point value? Like, the... Ma- the... I guess, like, you mm, prefer, That's actually... Right? Well,
4: I think it's kind of both, right? So, like, the point value, like, it's kind of, like, to show off, like, hey, here's all the achievements I've done. But, like, yeah. I feel like deep down, like, when I... I remember the most... Or the game I cared about the most about, like, I guess Platinum, because it was on PlayStation was uh, Sekiro. Okay. And I know that accounts to your PS score or whatever. Right. But
0: I just wanted that <laughs> Platinum just for me, you know? Yeah, did they... What do you buy with your PS Platinum points? Didn't they weren't they going to do something like that at some point? Oh, did they? I don't know. For some reason, I thought they were going to like let you buy something or something. I can't remember what
4: it was. Yeah, there are pretty much only did from software platinum,
0: right because I think those are like very achievable but also like very skill based
4: and it's very satisfying.
0: Yeah. I uh, have you seen someone's making fun from um bloodborne on on the PS one?
4: Wait, someone made Bloodborne for the PS1?
0: Or they're making it right now. I don't That's know. That's crazy. I, I can't remember if for like an emulator or if they're just like actually doing it on like a net rose or something, but mm-hmm. it, they are doing it they're yeah, they're like trying to make like the PS one from software version, the Kings not actually not Kingsfield version because Kingsfield was a First person game. But, like, what if From Software made Bloodborne back when they were making PS1 games? What would it be like? I'm going to be interested to see what this game looks like. Boot it up. Well,
4: I guess, would that actually, you think it'll actually work on RetroArch?
0: Uh, it probably sh- should, because I think it's, it's just like a homebrew. And I think homebrew, I've played plenty of, like, homebrew Game Boy games that people have made. Yeah. And I just, like, literally drag that over to BizHawk and it just loads right up.
4: Nice. I'd be, yeah, I'd be real interested to
0: play that i don't think it's out yet i think they're just like doing it because like could i do it would it work <laughs> and they're
4: like yeah because i know bloodborne was that was the one that got me into like from software because i'd heard of dark souls but it just i never really thought about looking into it
0: right but yeah no it's like yeah bloodborne is like a different vein is very different like stylistic approach to it all Mm-hmm. and it's like uh, sorry, I was I was looking at Bloodborne PS One. I found an article, but I just wanted to find the actual like developer so they get like good stuff. But yeah, yeah, because that is yeah, um, I think Bloodborne is when it really like from software like peaked, you know, like in terms of everyone's paying attention to it.
4: Yeah, because yeah, because I remember the hype for Dark Souls Three was feels way up there.
0: Yeah, back when like Demon Souls was like a kind of weird game. And then, like, then, Demon Souls was, like, a weird game for weirdos who liked weird games. <laughs> and now, then, like, well, Bloodborne's for everybody. Then, like, everyone plays Sekiro. Yeah. I, yeah. And now people are looking... I enjoyed for- Sekiro as well. Now people are just, like, looking forward to From Software games, which I guess to re- this all circles back to our original chat about, like, obscure Japanese games. And it's, it feels really bizarre that people are excited about From Software. As someone who really liked Armored Core growing up, it seemed like From Software made games for nobody, <laughs> and now they're like a marquee. Liked and could not comprehend. Yeah,
4: yeah, I never played any From Software growing up. I don't think.
0: Yeah, they made. Weird Looking
4: games. at their list now, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, they made weird games. I, I at some point I do want to like play Kingsfield and just like get real deep into like, I like getting real deep into histories and just like seeing where stuff came from.
4: Seeing where the first game was and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I love like going back. Cause I, th- uh, I think like some of this stuff would be like better preserved naturally. If games had like a more of a natural, like old games culture and preservation culture, like more people would talk about, Hey, Kingsfield is neat or these other weird from soft games. But, hmm. um, Anyway, that's I'm sorry. I if you're in the Discord I linked a short video clip of that aforementioned Bloodborne. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. It's very cool looking. But um I love that dude's face. And anyway, let me just make sure there's no more questions before we good nothing. Wait, no. Okay, I just need to delete it. But but as we approach the end of our time here, mm-hmm. as it breezes on through, I've got to ask you, are there, what, are there any animes that you are aware of that you were just thinking, no, sirree, that is certainly not for me. <laughs> that, you, uh, <laughs> that is just like, I didn't think I liked anime, but now I guess I kind of do. But I still know my taste. <laughs> and
4: I, yeah, I, honestly shonens.
0: Okay, yes.
4: Which I know it is dominating like anime markets mostly, but like just run of the mill shonens without any like I don't know, just like a, if a basic shonen comes up, I think I'm gonna hate it. I just I can't stand being explained to like kinda Naruto esque, you know, where they're like, yeah. I had to do this because this. I was like, well, obviously.
2: Right. Like, let's right. move
4: on. Like I can't stand. Like it takes me so out of the story, out of the action, out of everything. oh
0: You didn't want to explain how Naruto like did his thing, his cool move. Nope. How- I, d-
4: I don't care about all your jujitsu and what it did. And what I can I can watch. Show me. Don't tell me. Like let's do this.
0: And that is that is very shonens are like the peak that genre of shows that are cool collections of costume designs that nobody and I never want to watch. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I guess these characters all look neat. Oh, there's ten thousand episodes. You know, well, you know, no thanks. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah,
4: I'm not gonna. Uh, this podcast has got me watching One Piece right now. Oh,
0: what? on the side, that is too much to watch. I, <laughs> Speaking of a, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I've I am bought in at One Piece at this point. I, you can't get me out of One Piece. <laughs> I've probably read One Piece for half my life. I'm sure. <laughs> it's it's my days of our lives
4: yeah except no, with I, like
0: I, weird elephant men
4: mm-hmm, that I'm, I'm watching one piece and i'm getting some of that shonen vibe from it but yeah it at least keeps things interesting like i really like the bad guys i've seen so far in it
0: yeah it is it is like peak interesting designs which i'm literally just at the spot where like
4: sanji's about to join the crew i think
0: oh okay oh is that
4: Yeah, I'm pretty for it. like episode 25ish or something I like see, that.
0: That's, that's is that's Mihawk is Mihawk has he shown up?
4: Uh yeah, he, okay. he I think he just dipped though. I think he beat the shit out of uh Zoro and then left.
0: Okay. I yeah, I couldn't remember if Mihawk showed up. Or or they're about
4: to fight him or something like that. Yeah, but okay. I remember Zoro Zoro's injured.
0: Okay. So, I could I can never remember if he showed up before or after that arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. he shows in. Anyway, it's a, it's a dense, interesting world. I think it's kind of neat. Um, sometimes you, there's too much dialogue. <laughs> they write way too much dialogue. Just let the art do the work, even in the manga. Um, anyway, I'm gonna go to break, and when we come back, we'll all be here. Um, thanks for being here. Goodbye for a moment. Hello, welcome back. That. To Indie Apocalypse Radio, that was Mitski's Nobody. I had a moment, I was mentioning it off air, where after I saw Perfect Blue in the theater, I thought it would be really cool if in that scene with the boombox in the elevator, Mitski's Nobody played. And then I went home and I saw, oh, somebody had made an AMV to Perfect Blue with Mitski's Nobody. And I was like, somebody out there <laughs> understands me. My weird tutu clone is out there making this for me. Thank you. But everyone's here, and we have a big – I never know what to do with this segment yet. I've yet to to come up with a game for it because I just keep making up other shit to do instead. Oh,
3: you should just do it as like a game.
0: Yeah. I I, I really – do you have any game ideas? No. Yeah.
3: What? That's (laughs) my problem.
0: That's my problem.
3: (laughs) I'm not here to come up with ideas. You tell me what to do. I'm your monkey.
0: That's my problem. (laughs) I always like – I keep inventing other projects to do, and I always forget that I need to make a game, you know? hmm and to do for this segment because i think it would be fun but otherwise it's just like a hangout like if anyone had any if anyone had like an so mostly of the segment is for like if anyone had any burning questions for other guests or any other otherwise burning statements unfinished business and that sort of thing
4: if, yeah i have a question for most yes if i had to pay one indie game besides like undertale if you guys consider indie what would you guys pick for me to start off
0: yes uh well undertale definitely an indie game it's like th- three people mm-hmm. uh one indie game well, m- might i recommend you go to indiepocalypse.com <laughs> <laughs> and purchase any any one issue of in i mean i joke but really it's like a good example of like i think it meets his mission goals of like just showing like what independent art can be if made in games, you know, but let me think Mm -hmm. of like what, like a good, like the go-to, like, you know, like a more accessible long or more importantly, a longer indie game. As a person who
3: knows you at all, uh, should I take taste into account with my answer?
0: Hmm. Sure.
3: Okay. I need to think more then.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I guess semi-related. I really like Lisa, the painful RPG. Lisa, the painful. Lisa the Painful. And also, like, it's DLC sequel thing, Lisa the Joyful. And then, if you really want, you can go back to. I forgot what the original Lisa is called. You can go back Isn't go, it just called Lisa? It might just be called Lisa. And I think Lisa the Painful is like. The original Lisa is like a freeware RPG maker game. And then, also, like, it has an amazing soundtrack.
4: Wait, this Lisa has nothing to do with like the playable teaser demo from like the
0: PlayStation era, right? No, no. It's like a The PT R- demo
4: thing. because okay, her name was Lisa.
0: No, this is an RPG maker game about like a, a post apocalypse and there's only one woman and it's got a weird it's it's like what it in Undertale when people say are inspired by Earthbound, and it's like the only games that I believe. Hmm. And the rest I'm like, you're full of shit. You just have you, oh, <laughs> When you say inspired, sorry, uh, inspired by Earthbound, you just mean mildly quirky.
3: So tangential, I guess. Uh, I'll I'll definitely circle back. Um, yeah. Have you heard of Omori?
0: I've I have. I haven't mean to play Omori.
3: Yeah, I, 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 th- I was specifically I, yeah. probably asking you and current I know for sure Anthony has not heard of Omori. No,
0: I have not. I like I thought about kickstarting that way back in the day, but I'm like, who kickstarts video games? They never mm-hmm. come out, but I've now uh, that's that yeah. come out and people are like, "Omori is very good." I've been thinking about it.
3: Yeah, because that is definitely one that's like, "Oh, this game is dripping Earthbound."
0: Something I've been also like mean to play. You know, part of me is also like, I need to go back and play some of the classics that I've never played. Like I've never, I like, I one of these days I'm going to actually sit down, download, and play through Yume Nikki. Don't know what that is. That's a very classical, like, um, it's kind of like this JRPG, this horror JRPG game, but it's not like a JRPG, and it's kind of like this surrealist. It, it's like one of the three influences when you talk about RPG maker games. Mm. It's, it was maybe like a like a solo Japanese dev, like probably well over a decade ago, probably like Cave Story ish era of like Japanese indies. What was it called? You may Nikki.
4: Cause I'm a big fan of survival horror.
0: It's not a survival horror game. It's more like a, um, I've never played it. So that's, I, I, am only like secondhand aware of it though. It is considered <laughs> like a classic of the genre. One of the things <sighs> that you feel guilty about having, have you yet yeah, great input from the talk? Have you played Tokyo jungle?
3: I haven't. I uh, have I. You know the answer is yes.
4: Yeah, no. no I have I was... played
3: more Tokyo Jungle. than Tokyo Jungle deserves. We took down those alligators and lions as Pomeranians, but boy, those hippos do not play.
0: I feel like Tokyo Jungle is going away with like all that. I saw people saying like, make sure you get Tokyo Jungle because they're taking down all those PSN games, supposedly or actually. I don't remember.
3: I mean, that's just good life advice.
0: <laughs> to play Tokyo Jungle.
3: Yeah, well, to get Tokyo Jungle, you don't maybe you don't play it. It's honestly not that good.
0: <laughs> it's but,
3: pretty.
0: <laughs> but I love but, that kind of like meh, like like that real middle ground, you know?
3: Oh yeah, Tokyo Jungle is like absolutely one of the like uh, to me, um, like the perfect space for that because it's not the middle ground where like it's just aggressively mediocre in everything that it does and it makes it just kind of boring it's like actually not a very good game it doesn't play super well it's not clear what you're supposed to do it feels really poorly balanced but it's also just like super super interesting
0: right that is like yes i i will prefer a million like broken and i mean i'm curating a thing of games that are like not perfect but interesting you know
3: yeah, and I, I mean, there was never a chance I would quote-unquote beat Tokyo Jungle, whatever that looks like. But playing through it a handful, of, or playing it a handful of times until your dogs and deer die from poison or get <laughs> overrun by lions was still, like, an interesting time until you're like, okay, I get it.
0: Right, there's there's something to, I believe, that kind of... Is that the B game, you know? The B...
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the platonic... Uh-huh. The platonic ideal of the B game. There is something fascinating about that. What we, I guess what you really mean is like low budget or just experimental games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh,
3: to answer Anthony's question, I don't think I have a great answer for him. My best answer for him is like kind of sadly super mainstream uh, of Celeste. Celeste is fantastic. Um,
0: yeah, it is very good.
3: Um, outside of that, I have to shout out Crosscode. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Maybe at this point, it was. I think it was made by only a couple people. It's, it's. I think it's truly something special. And the character writing in it, the main character can only say like her name in three words most of the game, and it works so well. And it's so great and beautiful. Um, other than that, I do just want to shout out real quick Trou- a game called Troubleshooter: Abandoned Children, which is a Korean strategy RPG made by like a very small team of people. That's Really good.
1: I saw the advertised for quite some time and it looked really cool, but I never I haven't got a chance to play it.
3: Yeah, the, the the translation can be a little bit clunky sometimes. Um, but for the most part it it's it's really cool. I think the strategy elements are really cool. A lot of the characters are endearing enough. Um and it has a good like power curve, which you always want in a strategy RPG.
0: I was trying to see if i could find my games to see like what are what are like go to like if you don't want to go all the way into like you know super indie games you know
4: yeah mm-hmm. or even like staples in the genre right like That's... what kind of
1: genre would you be looking for
4: um uh, i've played uh, quite a bit but um i guess role playing or rpgs are pretty fun um, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question because usually I just you know I <laughs> watch the trailer. I was like, no, that's for me or it's not for me. You know, yeah. It's really hard to because I've played, I've dabbled in almost any type of genre, yeah. I, but usually I, just so, stick to the mainstream side.
1: So if you you know your your user icon is a Final Fantasy Tactics dude, uh, yeah. Have you tried Felseal? seal Felsil, seal? Fel seal. like 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 it's 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 trying its hardest to be Final Fantasy Tactics, uh-huh. and. I don't think it quite gets there, but the fact that there are so few of those that are really made, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate the effort.
4: Yeah. Cause the only one I've really played since that reminded me of it was like the XCOM. And of course that's, you know,
1: yeah.
0: Was it trying as hard as like that? Oh, God, was... uh... oh no. I lost the name. Tear ring was trying to be fire emblem.
1: <laughs> oh, tearing saga. Yeah. yeah. That's a while ago. Was it trying that uh, hard? Well, or... I
0: mean, Felsia was a,
1: um, it's a Western game, yeah. So it it has a very different look and feel to it. It almost has like a like a Western RPG that's really inspired by a Japanese strategy RPG sort of feeling. Okay. Um, but like you know, Final Fantasy Tactics is more than just it's uh, like, like the, the the job system is at the center of it, but it's also you know it's soundtrack, it's like really dense political intrigue, mm-hmm. and you know it's like like, like charming, weird half cutesy, half super serious artwork, and uh, like felt doesn't quite have that, but uh, like RPG wise, I don't know, there's some that are like decent. Like, Cross code for what I played, if it was really good, uh, I mean, there's so few of those like action RPGs that I could think of. Um,
0: and since you custom- said RPGs, I do double down on Lisa the Painful.
1: I that I know somebody like like we did a book on retro indie games a couple of years ago, and uh, the cover artist loved Lisa, and so we had to make sure that that was covered in there. There's there's some character who <laughs> I right? can't even remember the name. It was on the cover of that book.
0: Is it probably the main guy? Oh, how do I forget the main guy's name? It's not Lisa. It's obviously not. It was
1: like a bad guy character. Think. He think he looks. Oh, like let me, a...
0: let me let me look it up. But um, also like that soundtrack. I just typed Japanese. <laughs> 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 How is that going to help? Um, but, yeah, also, like, a, the soundtrack 100% whips, like, through and through. And it's, like, very different from, like, traditional RPGs. And it, and even, like, traditional, what you would think of as, like, indie, kind of, like, retro music. Yeah. A lot of weird synth. Sim- oh. oh, I can't...
1: This is getting a little bit older, but Dust was pretty good. Dust it was, was a, um, pretty good. It's like an action RPG. It, it was mostly made by a, the guy was an animator by trade, but he kind of like made most of the game himself, outside of like some writers and music. Um, and there's a lot of Metroidvanias. That's a really, really popular subgenre of indie stuff. Yeah, which hey, Rogue Legacy still rules. Yeah, yeah that that's one of the few roguelikes I ever really like like that in Hades. Everything else I just kind of mm. bounce off of. Hades, he knows all about Hades. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've been yeah. <laughs> playing Hades. Oh, have you tried playing Don't Shit Your Pants? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> a consummate classic, really. I mean, it actually is a very good. Game. I really like that game. <laughs> I think it is like I think it is like a true little classic. If the precursor to Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Oh, I
1: mean, by the same people, Cellar yeah. door.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's them.
3: Yeah. What a weird <laughs> but funny thing.
4: Is Super Meat Boy is that considered? is that
3: indie?
1: Yeah. 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 Team
3: Meat. Uh, this first one was like two people. Team Meat, anyway. Yeah. Or largely two people.
1: They had that uh the whole movie Yeah,
3: one. I played. The <laughs> it seems so long I ago for a long time. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, indie game the movie.
0: What a what a world that created, you know. Yeah find this guy. I remember, was
4: it, there's also another game we played like in high school like we were, <laughs> back when the, like computer classes were like a you know, still a thing, I guess we were playing I Want to Be the Guy of the Game or the video of the game or something like that
2: Yes
4: mm. uh, I remember that game with apples would fall up and stuff, it was just so infuriating it's a platformer
0: Um What's the game, okay, what's that game called? Is it Aries? Aries <laughs> Ac- Is it Aries Action? What's the name of, it's like a Japanese Maso core game. It's kind of old at this point.
1: I remember playing one in college that was made completely out of ASCII graphics. I'm pretty sure it was actually made in Flash. And it had all sorts of Japanese memes, but I, I can't remember what it was called.
0: Oh, I should, I do have it in my library somewhere. I'm looking through my library to see what I can find. Well, we kind of like, no, it's not Fairy Bloom, Frisia. It's...
3: Never mind. I give up on that.
0: <laughs> your your Japanese Dojin Arena fighters. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the one I played. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a couple of those in that that genre of Dojin Arena fighters. Dojin, yeah. I'm fucking. I'm getting screwed up by f- realizing you know my clunky Western tongue.
3: Uh I have a question yeah. if we're good to move on from that one. We are, yes. Okay, this is probably mostly for Kurt, but did you hear our I know you're having mic troubles, did you hear our uh Tokyo Jungle talk?
1: Yeah, I came in at the the end of that.
3: Okay, so are there any like uh like weird old obscure games that fit the bill for you of like you would really hesitate to call good but wouldn't for a second like regret your time with them there's just something oddly fascinating and compelling about them that you would recommend other people check out
1: oh i need to sit down like one of the reasons i I write so much is just so i can remember (laughs) remember (laughs) things um yeah i don't know i mean i have my my own favorite games that are bad that i love Mm -hmm. um like, I, I, I know there's some Falcom chat earlier on. Yes. And, uh, East 3 is one of my favorite. Like, that game is mostly junk, I think. <laughs> How dare you. But, but the, the soundtrack is incredible. Uh, and they ended up remaking it as, as Oath and Felgana, which you can get on Steam and on the PSP. And they turned oh, it into, yeah. like, a legitimately legitimately great game by that point. Um, yeah, that's actually the version I played. That's why I was a little offended, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that game is, is excellent. I remember renting Easter when I was a kid and like I, I like those sort of side-scrolling action RPGs even the ones that aren't particularly great mm-hmm. are there any that you think like
3: do something special that like break that mold they're not just like you know a river city ransom but bad or like a golden axe but worse <laughs> oh man I don't know
0: <laughs> well weird unnecessary shade on golden axe <laughs> is it unnecessary
3: <laughs> golden no. axe is, is pretty good <laughs> I feel like I have bad. Well, I have good memories of Golden Axe, but it, I don't know. Fans of the genre, you know. The hitbox on those lizards is bad. Okay, and that.
1: Uh... I have been because I'm working on a, a book on beat 'em ups now. I've been spending a lot of time with the video games, and there's so many of them, and so many of them get so strange too. Yeah. Uh, like 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 one that actually came out for the 3ds is. It's technically a remake of River City Ransom, but they completely changed the way the system works. There's like, I don't want to say it's a roguelike, but you're supposed to play it over multiple times. There are different events. There's like a time system. It's really, really weird, but huh. it's still at its core like a beat em up. Yeah, uh, that one actually did come out here, but I think like a lot of those Kunio games people tended to ignore. Like River City Girls did really well because it was done by an American company that really. Mm-hmm. like understood what people liked about river city ransom yeah, yeah. I, I played through that with a friend
3: and enjoyed it it was fine uh yeah soundtrack also very good in that game <laughs> oh i love
1: the soundtrack. It's like it's, it's incredibly good yeah what is... uh, yeah, yeah oh. if, if you happen to think of one i i
3: am very on board um <laughs> i i i have this weird like there's this weird like voice in the back of my head that's always like you should play some kind of beat-em-up and I'm like, no, they're
1: all bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> but um, if you look at, there's a one called Guardians, is a main game, because um, it's been done by a company called, hilarious enough, Winky Soft. Okay. Uh, and it's, I don't know, who knows who who were making beat em ups in the mid '90s, but I don't think it got any distribution at all. But it's it's just like it's still like a Final Fight type game, but it's really richly detailed. There's like seven characters there's multiple routes in the game there's a combo system uh it's just really cool uh it's never been ported anywhere so the only way to play it is, is in MAME and I think it might even be still a little glitchy in there too hmm.
0: yeah because MAME is weird because unless it's like a like a CVS 2 board or something you have to like emulate each individual game for the most part I think right
1: it depends on the board it depends on the company um because if it's something that they all share the same board, then usually once they get it working on one, then they could sort of get it working on others. But when you get to like obscure companies like WinkySoft, I have no idea what the hell kind of board that was.
0: Right. <laughs> Wait, they, they did super, they worked, okay. They, and they didn't do They worked on Super Robot Wars games.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind of their main thing. I don't know if they're still around, but.
0: File for bankruptcy in 2015.
1: <laughs> yeah i guess not <laughs> i mean you could give super super what wars to like any programming team it doesn't
0: matter right like, right it's just <laughs> make sure that the sprites bounce and then you just make they're all are they all the kind of, i played like og generation or something whatever the ds version was and...
1: oh yeah that was actually that was actually was not really like a super robot wars game that was kind of yeah. like a weirdo spinoff because it was yeah. kind of more like an, a regular rpg that was tied in with namco cross capcom characters okay
0: so yes it, it was one of the that's that style of game and robot wars is that like a strategy rpg
1: yeah it's kind of like fire emblem but okay um with like crossovers between different mecha robots but there are like a bazillion of them
0: yeah Yeah, because, you know, if you can get people to buy mecha, just, like, sell... People will buy mecha stuff, so when you put all the Are there any gunpla
3: of Robot Wars?
0: Yeah, well, because they just have, like, Gundams in them.
1: Oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, there was... It wasn't that long ago. There's a Keraro RPG, which is a role-playing version of Sergeant Mm (laughs) Frog. That actually was made by one of the tales of people. So the game is basically like a tales of game. Okay. And I reminded that because the, uh, the armor that you wear, basically it's supposed to be gunplum models. Like it's a very goofy game.
0: Is that a GBA game? It feels like it's a GBA game.
1: Yeah.
3: That feels like the uh, dragon quest slime game, which I unashamedly played all of.
0: I played it all fairly recently and it's not bad really. Rocket
1: good. Slime is is great. It has incredibly good script too.
0: Like I, uh, I got very good at playing it, <laughs> but,
1: uh, but Okera RPG was a DS game. Okay, and uh, of course th- that never came out here.
0: Oh, and wait, Sergeant Frog isn't big in the in the U.S. I guess not. I mean, it,
1: it must. I, I mean, I remember seeing the manga back when it came out. I, I have no idea what impact it made. I've um, never seen
3: reference to Kuro outside of anime specific
1: forums. Yeah, I don't think it. I, I mean it was pretty popular in Japan, right?
0: Okay, but so is, I like, mean it must
1: have been.
3: What's
0: it, Yeah. So is what's it, uh, what's that guy's the thing about the cop that lasted a million years? Monster? No. No, no, that's about a doctor.
3: Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talking about a fucking anime podcast you don't know anything about Naoki or Arisawa. This guy (laughs) over here. Listen. They even made an anime of Monster.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's on my short list, I think. It's supposed to be very good.
0: Guillermo del Toro wants to make a TV show of it at some point.
3: uh,
1: Mad Bull? Is that about a cop?
0: Why why do I know that name? Yeah, yeah,
1: that was like a mid-80s, like really schlocky OVA, wasn't it? I I don't know. I've never seen it. I was on a podcast about Final Fight, and somebody said the characters were... Uh, at least Hagar was, was copied off of one of the characters from that. And I, well, I've seen, like, the cover art of it, and, it, like, though well, that's I'm sure is an 80s anime OVA.
0: Oh, Kochikame. That's what I was thinking of. It ended never after 40 it. years. Jesus. 200. I mean, there's, like, a there's like a million of those things in Japan, I think, that mm. never come over here because nobody cares enough. To they,
1: there's a lot of long-running shows that, like... Uh, like Doraemon is super popular in Asia, like not even just Japan, like yeah. in Korea and China, but like here we we got some season of it dubbed a little while ago that was on Amazon and it's not around anymore.
0: We have Garfield. Why do we need Doraemon? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it? Hold on, is the cat a robot? Yeah, he's a time traveling robot. Yeah, it's a okay. mix series.
1: Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> that's by, why it's not popular. We don't mix. Yeah. yeah,
0: you just gotta watch all. Ten thousand episodes of dorimon yeah but there's like i know
1: sa zai which i think has been running yes one of the things is like competing against the simpsons for the longest running cartoon and like for 40 some years or something right. like that Cryon but of course none shin of it Chan. is yeah shin Chan, which is i mean that that kind of came here and um what do you call it
0: olderized form yeah kind of like Ooh. ghost hunters is that what that was
1: yeah the one where they, they just like threw out the script and made up their own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Well, because, like, I mean, I mean, Ghost Hunters especially was, like, something I don't think anybody cared about. So somebody probably picked up a license. you are like, what are we going to do with this thing? Who cares? I saw
1: somebody banding that around on Twitter. They're like, what was the deal with Ghost Hunters? And I think it had been long understood that it was just, like, some property that they got in, in a bundle deal and thought it would flop unless they did something goofy with it right i guess or... apparently it was popular in in japan because it's based off of some sort of light novel series oh oh but, but here yeah we don't have any of the, the contacts for that so they just right. turn into a, a flat-up comedy
0: right just, they basically just like well i is that like pre or post like that Aquatine space Ghost coast to coast it's a little bit after okay i think I was, it was like was... the mid-2000s was it was say... the same era ish would have been revolutionary if it was pre-that. <laughs>
3: I feel like calling something pre or post Aqua Teen Space Ghost <laughs> is about to lose all meaning as we are currently pre-Space Ghost again. <laughs> Wait, like, I feel like adult animation is trending Space back Ghost. into that. Like, they're doing a, what is it, like, Bird Girl series or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I Someone sort of who recently watched that Birdman show, it's not bad, really. There's, like... Like any like old adult animation, there's something like yeah, questionable jokes here and there. Mm. But I'm like, oh, that's better than I thought it was, or like it was perfectly watchable. It's got good gifs. (laughs) I've made quite a few of them. Yeah, they are though. They are like making a bird girl show. They made a. I mean, they they made that Phoenix Wright Birdman game. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I prob—I probably knew about this. Yeah, I was like, that's... "This isn't
0: real." Pfft, whatever, you just try to be Phoenix Wright. <laughs> no, they made that Harry Birdman game that was basically Phoenix Wright. You don't get what makes Phoenix
3: so great.
0: I don't remember. I think it, it was—I think a friend of mine had played at the time, who was also a bit who had watched Harry Birdman, and he was like, "It's fine. It's all right."
3: Mm. Which uh actually to quickly harken back to like I think the very beginning uh the second Edgeworth game never made it over as like yeah. kind of a weird one
1: I think the DS market was kind of on the outs by that point yeah yeah a piracy I remember was kind of an issue by that round it's like yeah. everybody had R4s or whatever they were called mm. but there was also the the 3ds ones the the Dai, gakuten Saibon. Yeah, those I never think, made it either. I think those were they. Those might come out here because uh, there's a big leak of Capcom stuff, and they mentioned that they were going to call the Great Great Ace Attorney. Okay, and nobody was entirely clear why they didn't come out. They they thought maybe it was because uh, there's Sherlock Holmes in the game. Oh, and his his uh his estate is really strange because he's kind of half in the public domain and kind of half not uh and they just don't want to deal with him <laughs> there there was some sort of recent s- stupid really stupid lawsuit that came from the them or something Holmes. yeah yeah
4: yeah i've heard about this
1: yeah what about you? so I, I at least in the stuff that got leaked they referred to him as i think herlock sholmes or something or <laughs> just call that, that was from uh like the
3: the lupin uh yeah. story way back
0: right the old arsène lupin yeah Herlock Shomes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, yes. God. yeah. Yeah. Fucking, let's just... That, what a wild concept also. My, I'm going to make it, let's make a new thing. My character is the descendant of this French novel, pulp novel character. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and now it's like once. Uh, what,
1: what's more of this crazy American stuff hits the public domain, it's going to get wild. Yeah. That'll never happen. Disney's going to buy it all. <laughs>
0: yeah it's gonna it's gonna
1: you know keep pushing it forward
0: what what mr us what's that what maurice leblanc must think like just to think oh Lupin, you mean the anime character <laughs> could he have ever imagined that it would be super that his that his character would be superseded by anime
3: yeah that's <laughs> i can't that yeah that must be shameful
0: or just strangely unpredictable that such a thing could ever happen. No no one's out here like who's Anime Fantomas, you know?
3: I wonder Okay, I'm going to Google Anime Fantomas.
0: See what we're going to get. Yeah. I, I guess it's technically the Venture Brothers that did Anime Fantomas. What am I talking about? There's there's here I, I got nothing. That, that's what it is. That's um, Phantom Limits. It's just phantom. Ma. So that there's your connections <laughs> as them being the true only like mm-hmm. Western half hour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so, Kurt, like Anthony before, you mentioned some, that you have bad games that you love. So it's uh, how much of a super Highlight super fan are you? That's what I'm wondering, I'll I'll go to bat for highlight
1: for being well
0: super. Not so hi- much. We're talking about super highlight,
1: super like the, like the highlight three, right? Like the Genesis one.
0: Yeah, the one with like the weird behind the back perspective. It's like, oh, that's virtual highlight. Oh, virtual that's highlight. A, Sorry, virtual yeah. highlight. Yes,
1: I, I, wonder- I respect that game uh, for what it was trying to do. I it's a terrible game, but yeah. Um, I like that sort of idea that, you know, Hydlide was one of those games that got a really bad rap in America. Cause the game was originally from like 1984 or five. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really, is like ancient and it's one of the games that like basically inspired the legend of Zelda. Well, the legend of Zelda also came out here in America quite a long before Hydlide did. With yeah. FCI. Like they were just like, ah, we need a guy with a sword and a dragon. Let's just dump this out. So, it was tremendously dated by the time it came out, and it was just ruthlessly mocked. Um, but it, it's it's uh, it's space in the the Japanese RPG history is very important, right? So when it came to the thirty two bit era, I like that they tried to do something that like okay, here's Hydlide, but it's going to be completely in three D and also to an extent randomly generated, <laughs> so you can play a whole new Hydlide game like like almost infinitely, right? Um. Like, it might only take a couple hours to play through because, you know, the original highlight, which it was based off of is not really that long. Um, but, you know, that era, like, the 32-bit era that was, you know, we think about it as being, like, Final Fantasy Seven, like, and all those sort of similar games, which was just an extension of the, the 16-bit era. And Virtual Highlight was just kind of doing its own thing, and nobody wanted to play a game like that. Like, even, even if it was executed well. Yeah. Like... Uh, I mean, it would certainly have more cult popularity if the game wasn't like a mess. I don't know there's a there's a website, the Bad Game Hall of Fame. I and
0: I am very familiar with the Bad Game Hall of Fame. Oh, after yeah. this.
1: yeah. The the uh, the author Cassidy. <laughs> they found. Um, <laughs> I, I think they speculated that it was actually based off of a, a golf engine that the company had made and okay. you, you look at them side by side and you're like yeah i, I totally get where they would come to that conclusion um, virtual but yeah the, the, is, is yes, very... the, 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 the cosplay fantasy yeah. aesthetic is certainly some. Something...
0: yeah it is very much what is it fmv but looks like it is virtual highlight yeah well, you have
1: to remember like like they we were still
0: i mean stuff like mortal Kombat was
1: very popular for a yeah. period like we... not in japan but in america
0: uh, Wait, is virtual highlight fmv no right
1: yeah i mean it's there's a little bit of fmv but okay. the characters are all is a digitized like dude
0: okay that's what i thought okay yes i man, i i am let's let's all 2021 let's all make our own websites let's all get back into making amvs and let's all fall in love with bad games <laughs> <laughs> those are the three indie promises for 2021
3: Cause... I will only be making AMVs of uh breaking the habit by Lincoln Park.
0: Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well in that okay. case
4: I'll grab all of the toxicity from System of a Down. Oh shit.
0: I guess that leaves me with nothing. Evanescence.
4: <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Bring yeah. me to and life. Someone has to do Metallica, right?
0: Yes, go. I definitely
3: need someone to cover Enter Sandman.
0: Vegeta is <laughs> the unforgiven.
4: But still have nine <laughs> minutes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's the difficulty. I'm going to... Or I have to, I have to go, like, two steps further, and I'm going to fully adapt the Black Parade into AMV.
2: Mm.
1: <sighs> What's well, kind of a famous, terrible game is uh, Death Crimson, which is this light gun game for the Saturn. Yes. Okay. It is just <laughs> total, <laughs> complete, total garbage. It's like, hilariously so. I... People have de- devoted themselves to this game. There's there's somebody who created like a, uh, what do you call it? It's, I don't think like a large rifle. Okay. That would <laughs> aim at the television. It was very yes. Very okay. So okay, I I have
3: a question about that follow up, if I may. Mm. I love light gun games. Yeah. And and I can like definitely feel the difference between like a good one and a bad one, right? But what makes that one like so famously bad? Because like, gun game at its core is just you point at the thing and shoot. And as long as the aim is good, like it should be passable,
1: right? Uh, well, no. <laughs> um, the, the enemies just, like, they don't really give much time to react. They sort of, the animation is also terrible. Like it's in 3D, but when you think of a 3D light gun game, you think of like, I don't know, Virtua Cop something like that, like made by people who knew what they were doing. Um compared to this, where it looks halfway like a slideshow, but they don't really give much time to react. Like, I've never played it on an actual Saturn, because it's a... Like, I have to track down a gun, and the game is <laughs> like, like, not super expensive compared to some other Saturn games, but not something I really wanted to spend a whole lot of money for. Right. So, okay, but, so it's extremely, like, you, you basically have to memorize it to play it? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, bad guys pop up and then and shoot you. Hmm. Bummer. Um, It's just like the music is famously just really awful. Like whatever sound banks that they used. uh, Well, just some guy. I don't know. (laughs) Apparently somebody did put out like a version of the music, but good. Like there's (laughs) enough culture around this game that the people were fans of it. Heavy metal covers of the soundtrack. Acapella Uh,
0: covers. Sorry, I I got Man, why did I not buy this slime controller when they were selling it? Oh yeah, I should How much do
1: those go for nowadays? I don't
0: know. Or or like the the um chainsaw controller. God. What a fool I was.
3: It's or the uh the uh the uh, uh <laughs> the god, what is the gun from whatever? The gun from Gears of War. That's the joke.
0: Yeah, the chainsaw gun. The Lancer. Yeah. Oh, the Lancer, yeah. Let's see, not looking not looking good. It's like $124.
4: I'm going to have to whip out my Gears of War 3 uh, Xbox 360 with the <laughs> controllers for all Gears themed and everything. Ugh. I had a Red I'll Ring come of Death on my and... original one, so.
3: I'll come play with my uh, Master Chief full suit <laughs> with <laughs> assault rifle and working Cortana.
4: <laughs> working Cortana. Just a link to the new Windows stuff.
0: If you get a Japanese one, it goes down to like eighty (laughs) dollars. But yeah, that's expensive. What a. That's that's why you that's that's why you senselessly buy all those RPGs. You know, Mm. you never know when they'll get stupid expensive. But anyway, we are cresting. (laughs) We're almost at three hours at this point. So we have to um, – does anyone else have any, any pressing matters, any last-minute details that everyone needs to get to?
3: So Trails in the Sky, the first one. Okay,
0: yeah, Nihon Falco, <laughs> let's go. Trails in the Sky, tell me about it.
3: Estelle Bright is one of the greatest protagonists in video games, Fight Me.
0: Um. Okay, I'm not going to fight you, but –
1: I know people love that game but I got to the sewer dungeon and I was like I don't have the time for
0: this I mean honestly they're
3: not they're like you feel like you're about to get into a JRPG and then you're like it, they're only like 30 hours which oh, I know is an insane thing to say only 30 years. hours but when you look at JRPGs and they're all like a thousand hours or whatever right they're not that long in the sewer dungeon it's like the first dungeon <laughs> it is the
1: first dungeon <laughs> but i mean it's like I, I i was always intimidated by that game because somebody said that, like you don't really even leave the first town till 20 hours in or something like that and i'm like wow that's yeah uh, totally the only the only game in the series i really spent a lot of time with was the first cold steel
3: mm-hmm.
1: um which i kind of bounced off of with them returned to a couple times uh also because of a sewer dungeon in cold <laughs> steel well, <where laughs> else? I guess good news if you like sewer dungeons well where
0: else are you gonna uh, fight slimes and or rats
1: Oh, and you have the whole stupid thing where every alternating chapter you have to go into the the school basement dungeon. Oh yeah, uh, which is just like them, like obviously only really creating content for one game, but needing to stretch it out for two. So yeah,
3: I I was joking, and I I definitely I know we're trying to wrap up. I cannot talk about
0: no, <laughs> no. I mean, we can keep going if you want. I I just
3: want to say I think those games are great because they do like really really good character interactions and like the people in your party clearly have lives outside of your party, which is like a really underappreciated thing in fiction. Re-answering the earlier question that Andrew asked.
0: Yeah. I Listen, I could go on about how – I think dating should be really hard in Persona games because I think it changes group dynamics when people in your group start dating and that it doesn't in Persona really bugs me.
3: Yeah, honestly, kind of same. It's like – Play through Strikers and I kind of like – it, there was this weird thing where, like, you you can choose a character to go on a Ferris wheel with, and you know, obviously, I picked Makoto because it's the objectively correct answer. Also, also, but... there's the
0: weird like dating sim. I date all the people aspect that also I don't like.
3: Yeah, that sucks. But like, you're on there, and like, she's like, "Oh, is this a date?" And you're like, "Yeah, we've been dating since the first game. What do you mean?"
0: And it's 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 very weird. I don't, I. But also, it's extremely difficult to make <laughs> what I want them to make. Yeah. You.
3: Bioware kind of did it. Like With mildly? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, like, yeah, they They had some stuff in Dragon Age that was, I think might have even gotten cut out. That was, like, interesting that approached that. But, yeah, they don't. I feel the same way about Fire Emblem. I don't Stop dating everyone in Fire Emblem. I don't want to date all the people. I want I want. No, you can
3: only date one person in Fire Emblem. You you make all your people date.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But you have, the, you have the ability to, and I feel like that undersells
3: No, them. no, no, you, you don't. You get locked into one in Fire Right,
0: but I'm saying the ability to lock into any character. Oh, yeah. I think undercuts all the characters a bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Three Houses is better about that. Uh, I mean, you still do with, like, almost pretty much every character, but they mostly feel pretty good. I can't. I can't talk about Fire Emblem or Trails. This is going to go bad
4: places. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: I've seen laughs> I could talk about Falcom, but I'm sure you already went over all that. <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, I'm down with uh, I th- oh, yeah, I
3: think, I think I bounced off of eight, and that's where I stopped. Seven or eight, and that's where I stopped. But I definitely played through all of them in order love uh, Origin is phenomenal. Um, what else? Did Did they make anything else?
1: Yeah, a lot of the stuff is, is older. They did Brandish. Um, thoughtful mail, uh, Zvi. There are two of those on Steam. Are those uh, good?
0: Xanadu. Uh, yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think uh, that's like a perfect Tokyo Xanadu. Hey, I played Tokyo
3: Xanadu, played through Tokyo Xanadu. Xanadu
1: EX, plus, okay,
0: that's why I mentioned it because I thought I...
3: <laughs>
1: Tokyo Xanadu, I did. I don't know, I thought the game's kind of boring.
3: Yeah, you're not wrong, but I was like, oh, this is
1: written like one of those games, so I'm in. Yeah, um, but no, because Xanadu was an ancient mid '80s DC RPG. Wait,
0: did they make? There they was,
1: make,
0: did they make fact Xanadu?
1: Kind of. Um, Falcom had entered in with a, a partnership with Hudson, and they were supposed to port Xanadu, but the guy like couldn't. Basically, he was like, "This game's too complicated. I have three months to do it." So he made Fazanadu and instead. Okay. <laughs> Uh, which Xanadu means Famicom Xanadu. Yeah. But the games are almost nothing alike.
0: like. If there's ever an FA in a Famicom, in a NES game, you know what that FA stands for.
1: Yeah. Uh, but Xanadu Next is really good. Is and, Xanadu uh,
0: Next, what's that on?
1: It's on Steam. It's only it what's on PC. And, and the N Gauge, technically, but you don't want to. Don't go down that route. No, let me just dig up my N Gauge.
0: <laughs> well,. <laughs> I, I, I try to play games on my end gadget, but I use it for my phone calls too many to watch. Uh, but Xandy is it's sort of like, um it's
1: a good blend of like a Western in, in the Japanese RPG because it kind of plays like Diablo, but it has like the structure of like more of a Zelda game, I guess. I don't know. It's it's mm. a dungeon crawler, but um, I guess it's just sort of like a prototype to Demon Souls where the whole world is interconnected. And you can sort of oh. find shortcuts back to previous areas. But there's like a central town. Like, it's not nearly as difficult as Demon Souls or as dark. Um, but it has a really good soundtrack. Um, it has been added to my Steam wish list. Uh, there's one that hasn't come out in English yet. And I think it might eventually, because they're porting it. It's called uh, Nayuta nokiseki which is kind of like a sequel to the Zvai games I mentioned before, but better. Uh, and they tied it in with the, the Kiseki games just because that's what was popular. It, there's, like, no actual relation to it. Um, they're, like, action RPGs. Again, really good soundtracks to them. Um, yeah, so kind of yeah. like Tokyo Xanadu, but you think better? Yeah, a lot better. I mean, Tokyo Xanadu has, like, all these, like, boring-looking dungeons that mm. they look like they're randomly generated, but they're not. Like, somebody actually sat down and made those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, it, it has a real, like... Ah, it reminds me of stuff like Klonoa, I guess, okay. in that it's, like, it's technically a 3D game, but it has these really, like, rich platformy environments to them. You have these, like, um, it's like called gear arts, where you can, like, ride around in a gear and kind of grapple onto different points and things. Uh, but, yeah, it was stuck on the PSP forever, and they recently renounced they were, they were doing a uh, an HD version of it. And I'm assuming that somebody will probably pick it up. Yeah. most Falcom games get localized by somebody nowadays uh i just want to say that i looked up that game and the main character
3: has the same surname as my favorite character from the trails games
1: yeah there's <laughs> lots of small connections that they put in like that, that little uh, mishy i think like a it's a cat mm-hmm. right yeah yeah that's in there there's this little uh commonalities but like don't expect like the sort of storytelling depth or even connection from the trail series because it's yeah not sure uh have, Le- legacy of the wizard the old nintendo game that was a Falcom game um uh, we've sort of got them here and there and a lot of more ancient and i won't necessarily recommend anymore mm, fair enough i will definitely keep an eye on
3: uh that one i just added xanadu <laughs> next
1: yeah xanadu next and naiyuki no are are uh, which good. is
3: probably not uh, available through <laughs> legal means
1: i oh, know i mean if you want to give it a shot there's i think there's a fan translation but i don't think it's a like a, either is is there's one that just did menus or like they like just google translated the dialogue or something like that oh yeah
3: especially as someone who mostly comes to trails for the writing as like honestly hokey and saccharine as it is <laughs> uh, i don't yeah. know if that would work for me
1: um i mean i played it through in japanese and it's not other than like a couple of like flags you need to find out to proceed. It's not that difficult to play, um, but it, it, like the game kind of flops, so I probably got it for ten dollars <laughs> way back when.
0: I feel like trapped on the PSP is the death Listen, of a lot of games.
3: Rampa. escape the PSP. <laughs>
0: I, no, I think there, I think a lot of games are escaping the PSP now. Eventually, we'll get like a, you know Aviokira Chronicles three. Or was it
3: we got a four and it was good.
0: But, you know, three Uh, is the the classically untranslated one, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Got fan translated, but it wasn't officially translated because nobody Uh, bought Valkyrie Chronicles 2 because it it wasn't very good. It's such (laughs) a a,
0: a wild departure. Also, I tried to play
1: it and it lagged so bad. It was
3: like yeah, it's a it PSP was, game.
1: It's yeah. this one of those like times where there's just a real divide in how the Western and Japanese audiences played their games. Uh, so they're like, well, the, <laughs> it's a total downgrade. But people, people in Japan
0: were playing their PSPs. So right, yeah, we we don't have trains. Like we don't we don't have trains everywhere. Yeah, just that we can take across cities or across towns. I tried to, to take a train that would have been like you know theoretically a couple hour ride to toronto from where i am it was 12 hours because jesus you have to I have to go down to new york and then up back upwards because our train infrastructure is not good
1: <laughs> that's a gentle way to put it <laughs> right
0: <laughs> there's like two train lines and they go along the coast maybe there's one that goes across the middle i'm sure but Anyway, now now we've hit crested three hours. Now I'm actually wrapping up. We're done with bad games. We're gonna go to, to plugs. I'm gonna go clockwise. And Anthony, what have you got to plug? Uh
4: honestly just the my first anime podcast. Um you can find us on most major places where you listen to podcasts or our Twitter's just my first anime and uh Gmail's my first anime podcast at gmail is
0: Chris, what have we got to plug? I
3: have to make sure that Twitter is correct, and it is. <laughs> um, I have to... So, okay. Have you guys heard of A.U. Densetsu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly no, I, I, no, that's it. That's all I've got to plug. Uh, check out my first anime. It's cool.
0: Okay,
1: what have you guys to plug? Unbiased. Uh, just the website, I guess. Hardcore Gaming 101.net. I'm on Twitter at HG underscore 101. We do books a lot. There's yeah. a gigantic book of Japanese RPGs coming out. Probably pretty soon. I mean, we finished it up almost a year ago, but it's a it's a process to right. not only get it edited, but printed in a in a in a, in a world where international trade just right. gets undid. I hope I hope for, for not, numerous reasons.
0: Yeah, I hope you're not worrying about the Suez. <laughs>
1: um, so that there's is a book on shoot 'em ups, which probably should be out relatively soon. It's a follow up to previous volumes. Yes, yeah. one for shoot 'em ups. I'll focus all on Kunu-kun and Double Dragon and Final Fight and all the Konami stuff. This is probably later in the summer. So, is, is busy, there, busy.
0: Is there any... uh oh, what is... Oh, what is the thing I may. Do you have any Trio of the Punch or... Related stuff? I don't know. We, we It was featured in a...
1: We did a book on Data East a couple years ago. Okay. And, and it was featured in there. And um, the artist, Rusty, he definitely put the... Um, God, the, the guy between the levels. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, have, I don't even remember his name is, but he's definitely
0: on there. <laughs> what do you have any? What about, do you have, is there any knuckle bash in that book? Knuckle bash? No. <sighs> was that, that was a Tawapplin? Maybe. Uh, so yeah. yes, it is. I'm looking because for whatever reason, my single contribution to the internet, giantbomb.com, is I <laughs> filled out the knuckle bash pages. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I
1: kind of remember. It's not in the book because there are like between Kunio, yeah. Double Dragon, Final Fight, Konami stuff, all Capcom stuff, and Streets of Rage. That yeah. fills up like it 150 is, pages.
0: It is truly forgettable.
1: I mean, like we'll get to a second volume someday, and that's when we get to like the, the sort of Final Fight clones that, yeah, mostly really were not terribly good.
0: That never made it to the West at all, and also why would they? But yeah, well, like stuff like Undercover Cops is cool super Jeez. ninja baseball yeah fucking mail us out here posting trails as we talk <laughs> about it who is reen rianne
3: oh reen swartzer is the main character of uh, trails of cold steel he's initially a student then a teacher don't okay
0: <laughs> it's hard to imagine someone going from being a sister to a terrorist but that's just what happened
3: Jeez. wait wait I, i'm sorry a sister to a terrorist his sister's yeah. a terrorist
0: now i don't know that doesn't make any sense hold on you said someone make someone make a parody account that's just making these understatements.
3: I don't <laughs> anyway. the, the cold steel saga's over. So.
0: Oh, you, if you want to play indie games, play Anodyne. Anodyne's good. I've made I've been to play Anodyne 2 I hear is also exceptionally good, and I have been meaning to play it. But I have not gotten around to it.
3: Also play cross code.
0: Yeah. Crosscode. Anyway, and I, I found you. that, that massacre game is Ares action. It's fun. It's whatever it is. Let's get Massacore in 2021, you know? Kaizo games in 2021.
3: Isn't that just Mario Maker now?
0: Yeah, but this is like, it it does like weird cross-genre stuff. Like it's an RPG at one point, but it's also still Kaizo bullshit. (laughs) It's neat. Mm. It's neat. I like it. It's neat. Uh, go to Indiepocalypse.com Indiepocalypse.com buy Indiepocalypse Indiepocalypse Indiepocalypse.com slash something no not that one Indiepocalypse.com slash submit if you want to submit your game slash radio to be at this radio place I am a partner which means if you have all those Amazon bucks and you're like it's just burning a hole in your pocket just click that thing that says Amazon please to give me three dollars um indiepocalypse.com slash patreon to just get the thing all the even if you don't get an issue per week all the issues go to the creators like it basically counts as sales towards the issue in terms of royalties and that sort of thing indie apocalypse if you don't know is is it's a monthly indie game bundle and zine that i put out it's got a zine that has games and comics in it it's got 10 games that all the artists get paid it's good stuff i like it that's it i think that's everything I can't remember. I'm sure I have way more redirects, but I don't care about them right now. I just want to end the show real quick, buy some pizza or something, and then play some Link to the Past randomizer.
3: <laughs> Indie podcast lips. Is that anything?
0: It's not. It's not anything. You know what that is? It's called newpodcasts. dot com slash radio.
3: Okay. I'm um, sorry.
0: That's <laughs> okay. We all make mistakes. <laughs> And with that I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye everyone. Bye. Bye. All right. Have
1: a it-